dimensional world which you inhabit can be bent to your will only when you enter the fifth dimension. We are live in the fifth dimension with Aura. Hello. Inspirational TikToker, singer, <laughs> songwriter, healer, guru of the yes. fifth dimension. Empath, light worker. Everything, Everything and more. We are about to dive deep on the Me Show podcast with Aura. It's very nice to see you. What up, fam? What is going on? What it do? Say hello to the trillions of people in the Galactic Federation of Time Travelers who are tuning in right now to learn hello. who you are. Hello, beautiful people of the world. Hello, beautiful people of planet Earth. Thank you for having me. Amazing. Thanks for coming. Thank you. This, this is, is great. So cool. This you is having so fun awesome. or what? Yeah. Where do we get started? Okay. Well, yeah. Take right. it away. <laughs> All right. So, Aura. Yes. Thank you for joining us. And I would like you to first make an introduction and tell us who you are and what you do. Okay. So, basically, I'm a human being and I'm having a spiritual experience. I like it. I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. Either way, it goes either way. It's both. But yeah, I think once we start getting into like labels and stuff, things start getting really serious and you start like putting yourself in a box and I don't resonate with that. I really feel like we're all limitless beings and that's, yeah, that's what I identify with the most, just being limitless. It's like that movie, Limitless, taking that pill and then being like, holy crap, I can see through this this reality, all the illusions. Yeah. It's really being superhuman. All right. So, so I guess you've devoted yourself to your, I wouldn't call it awakening, but you, you talked about the veil. You talked about, you know, the limitless drug and seeing the world for what it is. Yes. And once you saw behind the curtain, let's say you said there ain't no going back and yeah. I'm going to devote my life to not only learning more and improving myself, but to fucking put out a mega vibe. Oh yeah. To help oh, people yeah. who are also on their journey to oh, put yeah, out something dude. that tells them, "Hey, you know what? I'm going through it too. We're all going through it." And and together, we can help each other grow and learn yes, and dude. raise the collective consciousness of this planet. Absolutely. Because that's what we're here to do, right? Yeah. And so that's the vibe that I get from you. When I see Yay. you on TikTok or Instagram, you are consistently on brand. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's me. It's, and precisely that. Exactly. You're not trying to be something. You talked about labels earlier. Yeah. Earlier, as mm -hmm. if it was 40 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. You talked about labels because as soon as we say, oh, we're this and we're that, then we're kind of stuck to that. Exactly. We're in a prison of, oh, well, I, this person that I said I was would do this. Even though I'm not feeling like I want to do that, I should do this because yeah. that's what that person and that's what the people yeah. that I think care would want me to do. And that's all fucking nonsense. And that's exactly how I created Aura. Aura was a person that had no limits. So my real name is Fiona, but every single person from when I was little was like, Oh, Fiona, you're, you're good. You're really good in school. Um, you have a degree. That's really good. Oh, you like doing this for a living. Like, no, 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 no. You don't know who I am. I am who I create. And that is Aura. So Aura is a person who does whatever she wants. And I'm often like, um, thrown these these attacks like oh she doesn't know what she's doing because I do it all but some of us are meant to do it all some of us are meant to experience it all because we want to we want to experience this life in its entirety right and it's weird because some of the greats they stick to one thing some of the greatest like pianists some of the greatest musicians 
or rappers or artists, they like stick to one thing their whole lives and they're known as that, that greatness. But yeah, it depends on your soul and what your soul's here to do. And right now I'm here to experience it all. No shame. So you're not here to, to say, I am this, I am that, I'm going to be the pianist, I'm going to be the singer. I'm here to be it all. Because isn't that tough? Because when we grow up, we, we kind of learn that like you have to, this is, choose, your, choose your thing. Are you going to be an engineer? Yeah, for sure. Are you going to be a salesperson? Are you going to be this? And I don't think there's any like nefarious reason for this. I, I think that's just how the, the, the system, the <laughs> machine works. It's how human, we're very binary, right? It's left or right, it's up or down, you're this or that. But as we go... And as we grow and we want to experience things, I think the more that we can experience, the more that we can expand ourselves and our understanding of ourselves. And so to say from a young age, I'm this, and close yourself into that box, you're never going to know the potential that you could have had or the impact you could have had or the experiences you could have had solely based on the character, the persona, the ego that you created for yourself will never allow you to perhaps do what you were meant to do. Absolutely. And we all have that little um, seed of our soul sewn into us. Like our mission, we have it sewn into us. It's that little whisper that you have to listen really hard to. And the whisper can direct you in different places. It can tell you, okay, Misho, start this podcast right now. And you're listening to it and you're listening and you're following your soul. But your ego, depending on how this blows up, if you end up getting millions of views and amazing, like millions of followers, your ego can keep you trapped in this podcast when your soul is now whispering to you in a year from now, Misho, you need to go back to music. Misho, you need to put out an album. Ego can keep you in golden handcuffs, right? So it's so important to constantly be recentering yourself, being like, okay, what is my mission telling me? What are my guides telling me what is god telling me what is source telling me where is flow and then finding and riding that flow no matter where it takes you ego tells you what you're supposed to be doing spirit gives you flow and i just had spiritual tingles right there so that was a divine message i love it you said that so eloquently so perfectly because that really is the the biggest challenge that we face it's the biggest challenge of life is is letting go of the the data brain mind that is it the right side of the brain? I'm not sure. That's that's calculating. That's It's the ego. The right side is the creativity. The left side is logical. Okay. All right. And so the, the way that we look at that and those golden handcuffs that you, that you explained. They're I real. See, I see, they are real. And I see them as a, as a defense mechanism. It's essentially, in my mind, it's the way I visualize it. It's like your body is safe. You have income coming in. There's safety. We know what's going on. There is no reason that you need to try to go somewhere else because this is good and this is safe. And this feels good on a, on a biological safety level. Yes. But that, that biological safety mechanism that we have that, that manifests itself as ego doesn't know what safety or what is actually good for you. It just knows that you're not dying. Yes. Because people... You say the golden handcuffs. There's a lot of shitty handcuffs too. Absolutely. There's there's every color. There's every side of the spectrum. But handcuffs are handcuffs. If you're feeling trapped, that's not what your soul's here to do. And it's so important to recognize that because you can do something for safety and waste your life away just because you're living based on this world, based on paying the bills. And you have to, of course. But here's the thing. The more that you focus on what your soul's here to do, 
the more abundance you're opening yourself up to, you're actually going to be blessed with extra money. You're going to be blessed with meeting the right person at the right time because you're not going to the material world. Every single time you follow the material world, you're following an illusion, which is trapping you in the illusion, in the matrix. So following your soul is the hardest thing to do. Because you can't measure it. You can't calculate it. You don't know. It's not safe. It's not safe. Well, it's it's not safe because it's not, uh, there's there's no preconceived precise measurement of where it's going to lead. Plan. Right? Because you say, oh, well, I'm going to do what I love. I'm going to have conversations with great people. I'm going to do the best that I can. I'm going to treat my body as a vessel that will carry me forward if I treat it well. But you don't know where exactly that's going to lead. That can lead to a conversation down the street with someone that leads you to something else or something else. But nowhere on your, on your um, business plan of life can you mark this down as something that's going to happen. Yeah. It's about having faith. Yeah. It's about having faith that if you believe in yourself and you treat yourself right and you believe in what you want to do, then you can take that leap. You can leave that thing that perhaps is security, but is also the handcuffs. Yeah. And it might be a little rough, but if you believe yourself in yourself, if you surround yourself with the right people, if you eat well, yeah. you know, you exercise, you get those, those, those great endorphins and serotonin and oxytocin mm-hmm. and dopamine from nutritious sources, then your vessel, in my mind, taps into that fifth dimension and like a like a, a Google Maps or a Waze, it guides you exactly to where you want to go. Yeah. But it, you you can't ever know exactly what it is. But that's the difference between having faith and and not being a slave to the spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Can it's we swear on here? Fucking right, we okay. can swear. <laughs> so here's the mind fuck of it all. Is that even if you're trapped in golden handcuffs and you spend your whole life working in the system as like a lab rat just running on the machine that doesn't mean that you're not doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You're meant to do that in this lifetime so that you can perhaps in the next lifetime learn not to repeat those same mistakes. Your soul is going to be evolved. Let's say that you work in the material world for your whole life and then you're on your deathbed with immense regret. Then you die and you're reborn and you're like, oh, I'm here to do something different because you took that whole lifetime to do something that wasn't true to you. So, but you're, you needed to do that so that in the next lifetime, if you believe in reincarnation, you're doing what you're meant to be doing. So do you think that in your past lifetime, you were in the hamster wheel and you had enough? A hundred percent. I think that we all step into different roles. We have all been the abuser. We have all been the abused. Think about it like that. We have all been the killer. We have all been killed, Right. Um, especially the older your soul is, the more lives you've experienced, the more well-rounded you are. So old souls are really good with darkness. Old souls are really good at not shying away from the evils of the world. Newer souls are like, oh no, we're not ready for that. I don't want to talk about that. I just, I want to be here to have fun type thing. Yeah, it goes really far. <laughs> it, it goes as far as you want, but exactly. I've, I've, I've been on this on this this journey of life, I guess. And, and I feel like the older I get, the more I am in tune with my younger self. And it's like, ironically, right. It's like the stuff that I, that I knew firsthand when I was a kid and the ideas that I had and the thoughts that I had, I thought I was naive growing up. I thought that I needed to change my perspective. I thought that I needed to be different because the thoughts that I had were so radically different than the people around me, you know, uh, having to, to fight back for things or, or, 
you know, defend my honor or all these weird things that I thought I was just like, uh, I thought I was a pussy or something. But to me, it made no sense as a young kid because it's like, no, this is nonsense. If, if that person wants to, I don't know, be an asshole, I don't know, it's on him, I guess. Because, Interesting. you know, I'm, I don't want to f- buy into these things. And, and you know, oh, you got to fight back. You got to do this. And, and in my mind, it was like, there's no fight here. I win if nothing happens. I guess it depends on the personality because there is injustice, right? Yes. Like if you're framed for something, for stealing something, like for sure you could do nothing and you could just let the situation unfold. But then there's like injustice and being a pushover and then having that karmic debt build up. Like you're not standing up for yourself. You're letting injustice happen when like it's our job too as light workers to shift that, like shift the. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I never had that for my, like for, when I, let's say I saw injustice, let's yeah. say someone was bullying some kid, yeah. I'd step in. Yeah. I wasn't the biggest guy, but I have crazy eyes. So yeah. I go in and I do what I got to do because I, there's like this little Batman in me that, that wants to make sure that people around me are secure. Mm-hmm. When I'm having a conversation with people, if there's multiple people at the table, I want to make sure that everyone feels included and that everyone feel, feels warm and fuzzy, Yeah. right? And so th- there's definitely that part of me, but the thing, uh, like to be jealous, oh, this guy... Talk to your girlfriend. I don't give a fuck. She's she's a, a her own person. She's her own person. I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not going to go say, oh, I don't want you talking to to my lady. Yeah. To me, that was always nonsense. Those trivial things. Yeah. yeah. But back to all the the youth thing. That's just one example. And I was very sensitive as a kid. But as I as I grew up, I I I guess I hardened myself a little bit because that's the ego just learning to survive, right? Early life. Yeah. But I numbed myself for a good like fifteen years at least yeah 15 of like you know partying and uh it felt good it felt good to party because it's like wow i can like actually talk to people now and not mm. that i was kind of introverted but now i realize it's just people that i really had nothing in common with yeah but when i drank and perhaps you lowered my vibration to their vibration that's exactly then it. i was like oh yeah this is this, this is, is fucking awesome i want to yeah. be drunk all the time exactly and then you wake up you hit one shape or form of rock bottom in some way and then you get what you need to remind yourself and then on that rebuild path you start to realize wow my intuitions as a kid were bang on i just absolutely kids are the the most psychic they they literally see through the other side so easily they tap into ghosts they tap into spirits they tap into energies so easily so it's so important especially in this new age as we're going through a mass awakening that parents taking on the role of like raising these star seed indigo rainbow crystal children that they're not when their kids run to their room that they're not like oh no sweetheart you didn't see anything that's just in your mind it's okay things are going to get better it's awakening to this reality it's being aware of what's actually happening your child is you know being visited by a spirit and they're scared So then telling them that you're always protected by light, you're always protected by the most divine, you're protected by God and the power of love, the power of love will save you. That's everything. So people cannot just say this stuff without believing it. They have to develop themselves so much for that to become truth. Well, because you have to understand what it means. You can't just say stuff that doesn't make sense. You have to, you have to, it has to be real for you. Yeah, you have to, you have to believe it. Because exactly. you can't just say, oh, love will save the world and you don't apply it or understand why. Exactly. And, and I think every person, it's up to them to develop their own meaning of what, 
how to interpret it and how to, how to make it a, a deep-seated belief within them. So from my mind, for example, I come from very practical kind of explanations because I guess in my early life, well, late teens and 20s and stuff, I was a salesman and I had to, exp- and I was a, I ran a business. So I had to explain things to people in a certain way where it was almost irrefutable. So it's this because of that and then that because of this. Almost like dumbing down engineering stuff to yeah. to explain it. And long story short, I see love as the ultimate nutritious chemical cocktail. Mm-hmm. It's it's the combination of serotonin, oxytocin, dopamine, and endorphins, all mixed in one that give you everything that reduces the most amount of inflammation, which inherently raises your vibration, yeah. gives you the most personal belief in yourself, gives you the most power and ability and the highest vibrational state. Yeah. So when I think of it like that, it's like, yes, I have to have that or else I'm going to be thirsty and thirsty in, in the exact way you are interpreting it from and getting my dopamine and my oxytocin and all these things from non-nutritious sources, you know, whether it's scrolling or whether it's porn or whether it's toxic people or shit food, yeah. because these things are way more accessible and they're way easier, right? And we don't have to leave the comfort of our couch. Yeah. I guess the question would only be like, what's the intention in going towards those things for that quick high? Because there's like a lack of love deep, deeply rooted within you, you know? Yeah. Do that you would find, be the question. Do you find that there's days like that? Because I find that it's, it's not a consistent thing. It's some days I have a little more of the hunger. Some days I don't, you know? So, and I look back, okay, what did I do yesterday? What did I do the day before? How, why was I off balance? Did I work too long? Did I work too little? Oh, for sure. You know, so it's this constant surf on this wave, right? Yeah. Of constant adaptation. Yeah. Like I notice, and I know it's crazy, but I don't drink alcohol because it affects me so much. And I have to watch what I put in my body because if I eat like, um, if I eat meat, I'll feel it right away. And sometimes I do eat meat, but I can't eat red meat. I can't eat like really intense meat, but I'll have a glass of wine and I tap into like the next dimension, like crazy. I'm like, well, I'll just say it like I'm a psychic medium. So I'm hearing spirits. Fuck yeah. Own it. Like I'm, I'm owning it. But I, like I told you, I don't like labels. Right. So I don't like, oh, she's that. Like, just, just don't label. Um, and also people have like given meanings and yeah, they've given their own personal meanings to things. So it kind of holds a vibration. Like this psychic medium holds a vibration. Jesus Christ holds a vibration. Every word holds a vibration. That's why I don't like labels. Cause if someone doesn't um, have a good vibration towards that label, then they don't have a good vibration towards me because I'm using that label. Get it? Yeah. So you don't, you don't want to muddy the waters exactly. unnecessarily. Yeah, I'm right? a limitless being. Yeah, I, I totally I totally get it. <laughs> so when I drink that cup of alcohol, I'm tapping into the other side, but not controlling it. It's like not being able to control your powers. So you're like hearing things and you're like, no, stop, I don't want to. And then it's um, you're being like more receptive to that. So it's taking up a lot more of your energy and it takes me weeks to recover if I have that one glass of wine. So one glass one is One glass weeks. of weeks, wow. like at least a week and a half at least a week and a half for one glass of wine. I'm just like bringing myself back up, recovering from the day. It's really crazy. And so what is your recovery process or what are, let's say, symptoms of it? Is there self-doubt? Is there uh, questioning the path? 
Is there all those yeah. bullshit thoughts that ruminate from the subconscious mind that, yeah. that, that it's like the mafia that lives inside. Yeah. I visualize it as the, the microbiome. It's your internal mafia that like... It's like you're giving ego power. Oh yeah. And I think it comes from also like generational curses. So mine is definitely self-judgment. And I think I'm trying to break that pattern so much by self-love. And it's like this crazy paradox because the more that you self-love yourself, the more hate you get from others, which lowers your vibration. Cause they're like, why does she love herself so much? And it's like, cause I'm trying not to hate myself here. Right. So it's like riding that wave between like not being self-righteous, but really having this, this internal love for who I am and this confidence that I can get through any moment. But when I backtrack and have like whatever, go through downtimes, then it's that self-judgment like, oh, you're not good enough. Um, you're not on time with your goals. I have huge goals. You're not on time. Um, I frequently compare myself to Eminem. Eminem is like my person I compare myself to because he has the ideal career that I want. That's like, I want to be like the female version of Eminem rap wise, right? Well, I've heard you rap. <laughs> it's pretty fucking epic. Thank you. So I always think like, okay, at 27 years old, that's when he decided to dive deep into rap and I'm 26 and I'm like, oh my God, it's not happening yet. Right. So that's terrible. You're, you can't compare your journey no. to someone else at all. I could make it at 53 and I could blow up. But even then, like, why do I want that? Right. So it's just like always this internal judgment about like the things that I want. Why do I want them? What's driving that desire? Yeah. And it comes up a lot when I fall off track. I totally feel you. And just to, to point on the, on the M&M thing, just to, to give you my, my piece of that, yeah. is that maybe he started on his career earlier, and I didn't know it was that late that he started. He, he decided all chips in at 27, he was going to pursue this. And I'm 26, and I decided a year ago, I was like, yeah, I'm doing this 100%. This is my mission, is to produce music, is to produce verbal melodies to the world. Yeah. Projecting your frequency through your words exactly. and sounds and all these things. Because it's the highest frequency. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I love music. And that's and why podcasting and po it's, it's, it's we're just in people's heads. That's right what now. we're doing. We're giving them the drip of the good, mm -hmm. of the good vibes. It's yes. third. I call it third party vibes. Anyone listening yes. or watching it's third party vibes. You got it. But Eminem in his current phase of life, because you can look at career, but you can also look at life and early in his career, he, let's just say he wasn't developed, let's say in understanding himself, consciousness, he was, his mindfulness, his, his ego, all of that stuff, you're miles ahead of him. You know what? I would disagree because when I was 11 years old and I was listening to The Way I Am or um, I'm sorry, mama. Okay. Yeah. All of these, all of these things that he was doing, I, I couldn't pinpoint why he was blowing up and why other artists weren't he had a different level of consciousness. He was so vulnerable and so introspective in his work that he offered this transparency that no other artist was able to because he reached his darkness. And that is why his fan base is so insane and die hard for him because he's able to tap into this like connection with himself that actually comes from love because you can't get that dark and that deep with yourself if it's not coming from a place of love or else you'd be gone. You would have committed suicide and you'd be gone. Right. Yes. So that like from that level, that's what inspires me. His ability to love himself so much to put all of his darkness on the table for the world to see. And that's it. Take me for as I am because I am whatever you say I am. 
And if I wasn't, then why would I say I am? Exactly. <laughs> but, but I would say that the uh, mental health of Eminem at 27 versus him now are far different. For sure. And, and so absolutely himself as a vessel for his music, whether, if he started rapping at three years old or at 40 years old, you would still feel the same projection of his frequency because this is he has that frequency so the the projection of himself has always been the same it's always his 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 trauma his story yeah. his depth his feeling and his ability to to vocalize it yeah is an unbelievable thing but i'm just saying that you don't have to be on his timeline because first of all you're still ahead you're, you're still ahead but the timeline doesn't mean anything like exactly he get, his timeline has nothing to do with me that's why it's ego that's why when I'm feeling low, I compare myself to him. Yeah, That's ego. Exactly. Exactly. So it's a, it's, it's, it's nonsense anyway. Exactly. What else gets you into the ego mode? What else gets me into the ego mode? Like you said, mode? so one glass of wine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Will throw you off. What else will throw you off? Yeah. Um, let's say ending a relationship with someone or like having old drama come back into my life where I'm like, damn, like. I thought I healed this. Like I thought I was over this. I'm just thinking about like family. So as soon as I started on this awakening journey, my family and I don't talk anymore, which is really, really insane. Like, and I don't have family to begin with. Um, my mom died. My dad died. Wow. I, like I don't talk to a lot of my family, but as I'm awakening and I'm breaking these curses and I'm breaking overeating, obesity, um, like I'm the first person to go to college. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm on this track to like elevating my spirit. And at one point, my relationship with my family went from like, we're so proud of you, Fiona. We're so proud of you to, you know, we've been on this journey a lot longer than you. We're older. We're, we're 70 years old type thing. And I'm like, whoa, now I'm realizing that my growth is intimidating and that's what sucks about awakening is like the more you commit to yourself and your growth, you become intimidating because people are no longer able to understand your vibration. When in reality, you're like, I just want to help you. I just want, I just want to spread good vibes. But, and I love this saying so much, your spirit irritates their demons, right? Some people are not ready to heal. Some people have demons in their closet that they're going to die there with. Like they're, they're not going to bring up those demons from the grave. Those are buried very, very far within themselves. So when they see that you're living so freely and you have looked your demons in the face and you have accepted them and you're moving on, they're like, why can't I do that? Because there's this level of strength it takes to go back to those traumas and heal them. So that's the only thing that I would say gets me back into ego. It's like, it's like, man, it's like the comparison of like, other people to, to my path, like comparing how elevated they are compared to me. And it's like, you bring me that you bring me back down whenever like you comment on my journey, whenever you're not supportive, I'm like, man, it's a, it's a shame to see you not growing, but there's nothing I can do. And yeah, that's what brings me back to ego. Cause I'm like, damn, just grow, just do inner work. You'll see. It, it's so, it's so tough <sighs> because the way, the way I see it, the way I interpret it, and it's all about framing it, right? So it's all about framing it so you understand, so you can have an empathy towards them because 
if you can understand that they are incapable of doing it, almost sure. like they're, they're too far down the line, that they're exactly. not aware that their thoughts, right? You said that their uh, your frequency intimidates them. Yeah. Their frequency, your frequency on a subconscious level butts heads with theirs because they're vibing at a different frequency, but sure. they're not aware of their thoughts, right? They're not aware of the source of their thoughts. They're exactly. just reactive beings. Exactly. And so you got to kind of feel bad, right? Because that's what I do. I just, I just feel bad. And I say, you know, if I continue to do my thing and just like send them peace and love or whatever, hopefully that they will, you know, catch a good wave and, and they can grow or whatever, but they're on their journey and there's nothing that I can do. And if they're throwing shade, they're literally just projecting their yeah. own frequency. Yeah. And if it, look at, you know how hard it is to, to, to develop yourself. You know how much work it takes to look inside, to change your, mm-hmm. your habits, to change the people around you, to think that everyone can just do that is in 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 my mind it's it's crazy to think that everyone can just do that because whatever experiences or whatever path that you've led on have led you to allowing you to do this yeah my path has allowed me to do that i would say that the people who are still you know in that in that lower vibration in that 3d state are on a path that didn't allow them to do that right and so on that like i'm just gonna tune in real quick, didn't allow them to do it. I truly believe that we're the creators of our realities, right? So if if their path didn't allow them to, I always think it's choice. And of course you have like people suffering where the only, the only thing that's in their minds is surviving, right? There's some people across the world traveling two kilometers by foot just to get water, that's like their life. They're not going to be able to elevate their consciousness. I get that. I'm talking about the people who have everything handed to them. They're living a privileged life and they're still complaining about life. Look around you. Look at the blessings around you. Look at the abundance. But they're complaining about bills. They're complaining about government, politics, things that they should like they should know better. But they but I get it. They can't because they're not they have they don't know where to look. And well, that's our jobs is to bring this awakening to them. Yeah, it's 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 to put it in the water. It's to go. put it in the air. And the reason that I frame it like that is not that I believe yeah, that they're not. they didn't make the choice. It's just that it it allows me to program myself in a way where I don't have any judgment towards them. Yeah. I was like, well, their path has not hit a wall or a rock bottom or whatever, and it and it haven't sparked yet. And because they their journey maybe is, is comfortable. Maybe yeah. it's too comfortable. And that's, that's the pros and cons of like the society we live in is yeah. that, is that it's so comfortable that it's hard to, hard to learn. It's hard to interact with the environment. But all that to say is I just let it be because me thinking about that one person who, who talks shit, let's say behind my back yeah, for me to think, Oh, they had the choice and they didn't do it. That's a toxic thought. A hundred percent. And for me to just think, they'll get there when they're ready. It is way more peaceful. Oh yeah. Way more peaceful. So I don't even care. For me, it's when they try to pop my bubble and they try to bring me down. That's why like I have such high vibe in people around me most of my time that I, that's never a thought for me, but it's when family comes and calls me and, and disses me. That's when I'm like, I I wish, I wish you knew that you, you had the power to do inner work. I wish you knew. And there's one of my conscious creator coaches. He says half of our job, most of the time our job is to block and bless. Block the negative energy and bless the people who want to know more. 
That's it. I, I love Lock that. and bless. I love that because that really is the only way. It's setting boundaries. Yeah. Setting boundaries with, with family, with friends, with, you know, some people are related to you or some people you've known for a long time, but it's block and bless is a, is a great way to look at it. Yeah. Because really that's, that's the only way because we receive their frequencies. We receive their thoughts. We receive their words. We receive everything. Absolutely. Into this vessel. Absolutely. And then it, and then it corrupts our wiring. And then our subconscious mind that gets all these new downloaded things starts to send us thoughts that are sending us in circles. Mm -hmm. And that's what this logo is, by the way. So this is the subconscious mind. This is the conscious mind. And everything around us is absorbed into that subconscious mind. It's beautiful. If you can align your subconscious and your conscious mind, then you, my friend, can become a time traveler. You can become a light worker. You can become whatever you want to be. But if you're not aware of your surroundings and your environment, and you're constantly downloading things that interfere with what you want to do. You know what happens? Your subconscious becomes this big black hole. And, you, and, and you're just absorbing all kinds of things. And then you're, you know, we talked about that 5D GPS cloud. You're just downloading random things all mm -hmm. the time from all these people taking all these energies. And you're now in autopilot. Right, yes. you you you're in the back seat. Or defense mechanism. Yeah, which it's the same thing. Yeah, the autopilot. You're in the back seat of your own car, and you're driving wherever it wants to go, and you're and you're blaming life. No, I know that they are literally incapable of of changing or waking up because they don't even know that they're not at the wheel. Exactly. It's, so it's like you know what I can do: make amazing music. So when they hear it, I'm I'm Trojan horsing mm -hmm. these vibes and these words into their souls and spirits. Exactly. That'll maybe make them think something. Mm -hmm. But to tell someone because, uh, let's say the people you got to block and bless. Yeah. If you tell them to do something, there's the worst fucking thing you could ever do. But if you lead by example or you create a product, whether it's food, whether it's music, and they can eat it, and it perhaps. Spark something. Spark something. That's what we're here to do, yes, Aura. We're here go. to fucking spark. Yeah, yes, that's what <laughs> we're fucking doing. I know. I know, and I love it. So it's, it's so nice to have these conversations with people because everyone has their own way of describing it and their own way of dealing with it. And, and it's so nice to hear, like, the, the block and bless. That's, that's it's uh, beautiful. That's, that's all you can do. Someone comes up to you and wants to learn more, you're blessing them with your knowledge, with your vibration. And someone sending you negativity, you block it. It's the BB method. Yeah, because it's useless. It's garbage vibes. Yes. Just don't watch the fucking news. Exactly. Don't watch the news. Why are you watching the news? It's, Yee. And, Yee. And, and you see the people who are watching the news, they're tweaked. Even if I'm watching the news yeah. and I, and I want to see what the fuck is happening because it's been a crazy time. Yeah. Oh, and that's maybe a good segue because did you feel Friday night or last week that the energy of like, just around was was ugly no not no, at all i really did no i didn't feel that oh so maybe it was just me but, but I, were you watching the news a little bit so there you go a little bit there you go a little, so i guess i, I was, had my I, incense on i was manifesting that in my reality for sure and it just it just felt uneasy but this weekend when when something was announced you know like okay there's a a, a a winner or something i felt like things got relaxed and maybe that's my own perception because life is a projection of, of our inner For state. Sure, yeah. But it's, things just felt uneasy. And the way I, the way I look at it is like, everyone is feeding to the cloud. Mm -hmm. Everyone's feeding to the consciousness. And if so many people are frustrated and caught up, I feel it in the air. I, and then there was a sense of ease at the end of the week. There was a sense of ease that maybe this thing is over. Yeah. I think it's because like you said, you 
you put yourself in that cloud, in that collective consciousness, in that egregore. You were part of it. Say that word again. Egregore. Egregore. I'm learning here. Okay, so, so egregore is literally like a, a web, a spider's web, where you are now part of it and you can hear and think what everyone else is thinking. And you're like, you're, you're exactly in their vibration. So I don't want to be tapped into that egregore. Exactly. I want to be... I want to create my own egregore. There you go. Right? So I got to choose my egregore. You better close those windows, close the news, put the candles on, put the in incense on, and then just vibe. Just put on some music. Like, that's not your life. That's not your life. You don't no. need to be like in fear. You know what I mean? And, and I know and you're it's, not. It's, like, it's, yeah. But but like everyone else, I I sometimes I tune into things that are, are nonsense because, you know, it's like uh, the devil is just waiting to put his claws <laughs> into me. And uh, I instantly feel like shit. Well, you know what though? Like it's about your approach to it because I love digging my claws into conspiracies as a pastime. Well, yeah. I love it so much, but I don't listen to conspiracies that lower your vibration and are fear-based. I listen to conspiracies, especially this one guy. I love him so much. Shout out to tinfoil hat podcast. I love him. He's so great. Um, Sam Tripoli. And he brings on people on the show that are high vibing. But he doesn't just focus on um, bashing the conspiracies. He's like, he stays neutral. And that is such a strength to stay open-minded and neutral and not pick a side. It's, it's nearly impossible because you're ridden, you're ridden with your own biases. So when someone's really, truly able to stay neutral, my God, it's magical. It's magical. It, it really is magical. And that's how, we tr that's how I try to be is, is an observer and not not have skin in the game because I know that my beliefs are crafted from my genetic history, perhaps my past lives, my current life. And so everything that I believe in that I think I believe is a, is a product of, of something outside of me. Same with other people. So that's why I'm, I'm not going to get in a, in a fighting match with someone based on their beliefs versus my beliefs, because I know that we are just the products of something else. Exactly. And that at the end of the day, we're just two, you know, nice people that if we put all those things aside, we can have a really pleasant time. And that's, oh, yeah. that's, what I, that's what I like to do. That's why I don't like to talk about polarizing stuff because it, it means that I don't understand the way this works. Yeah. It means I'm falling prey to the, to the game. Exactly. And it's like, no, I want to watch the game and enjoy it sometimes, but I want to turn the TV off too. But Ugh. you know, the, the issue is when the game creates our realities and when we become victims of the game if we don't step up. So that's like the little But isn't that isn't that the part isn't that why we signed up for this game? Exactly. Is to, is to, it's to shift is the to game. experience. It's like the way I, I visualize it is we put the quarter in the machine you to know, play. Out before this life and and the person that we put that quarter in, I guess who's there, the I don't know, you're at an arcade, but there's a, a guy or a girl who's like, be careful what you do with that quarter because you're about to play the most challenging game that you ever played. You're going to go into this world. You're not even going to remember that you're playing a game. Mm. You might not even ever discover it. And you might not ever get out. There you go. But if you learn to play the game. You might win. And might win. Then you will, you will experience the greatest gift that could ever live. And, and that's, that's what it is. And, and that's everyone's challenge. And I think that's a it's a really productive way to look at, at people as they're all in their different lives, right? Everyone mm -hmm. is on their own journey. Everyone's here to accomplish their different purpose and their different mission. So 
I know early on, like when I started to get sober and I was getting healthy and all that stuff, I, I, I was trying to tell everybody, oh, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to be fast, you got to blah, 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 blah. But as you develop and learn, you realize, no, no, everyone's on their journey. Yeah. And you, you don't want to be telling anyone what to do because you're, you're corrupting your own game because you're creating conflict. Mm-hmm. Their, their vibration is, is, doesn't speak your language yet. And just like our vibration at that time doesn't speak a higher vibration language, that's yeah. still a mid vibration. It's not as good as we fucking think it is. Did you go through a part of your uh, journey where it was kind of trying to force feed information to people? Yeah, did absolutely. You, did you that's, have that? that's externalizing. That's like having a savior complex for sure. Absolutely. But now I'm like so good saving myself <laughs> that I'm like, if people want to ride my high vibe and train, then they can. Um, but like... And obviously I still do outreach and I'm like, guys, if you want to be part of my discord chat where, you know, we do like, we talk about everything from spirituality to, to religion, to everything. Right. Like I do that, but I'm not like you guys have to, there's a difference. Oh it's no, like, but these are people who are, who, who, who want it, open. right? Like that's, that's it. it's, you know, you put it in the blessed, mm-hmm. like you're not going to the, you're not going to the ice cream lane and trying to sell protein to that's people. It. You know, these are people who, who but are protein and ice cream is so good. Yeah. But yeah. These are people who are buying what you're selling, yeah. right? And, and that's, a, that's a different thing. That's called community. That's called, that's called providing. That's called giving value. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's called, you know, reciprocation. That's, that's a different thing. But I definitely went through that, especially with like my, my family. I think that's why they were so turned off by me in the beginning. Because when I went through my awakening, I was like, you can heal, you can heal. And then it just caused so much pain for me that I was like, I have to stop this. I have to stop like pushing my problems onto others and I have to heal myself because the only way that you're going to heal the world is by healing yourself. Because our view, the filter that we have on the world is just whatever we're vibing at at that moment. So if we look at the world and think everything is shit, well, I think there's something wrong inside. It's not that. It's like so many people want to save the world because we see what's wrong with it. And so we're like, oh, let's do this to save the world. But you diving into your soul is saving the world. You have no idea how if you just change your vibration, how many people you're actually going to affect. Every interaction. Every interaction. Everyone you, you, you walk past. A smile on the side of the road. Every, a, a nice little, yeah, you know, a nice little remark to mm-hmm. someone who fucking needed to hear it. That wouldn't have happened if you were all tense and not feeling good. Exactly. Playing and, the victim. And so you can walk... You know, you can go for a walk and change 20 people's days without them even knowing it. And that's all because you did something that was perhaps in, your, in, the, in the young ego mind deemed selfish. And why I say deemed selfish is we're not really taught to take care of ourselves. We're, we're taught to do what's right and to, to externalize and help others. But the only way you can really help others is by making sure that you're a ray of sunshine. Because exactly. in your world you are the center of the universe mm-hmm. and you want to make sure that your world is healthy and growing and getting nutrition. And the only way you can do that is that if your sunshine is shining as bright as fucking possible. Exactly. And so you, if, if so don't underestimate the power of evolving your own soul, that's why you're here. And don't feel bad about changing the people you hang out with or changing the food or change, you know, it's, it's the people are the hardest thing to, to understand because it's very hard to, to set boundaries with people. It's, it's very hard to have hard, uh, you know, conversations with people. That's the hardest thing. I think 
we're so naturally tribal and trying to fit in and be people pleasing mm -hmm. that everyone just stays locked in the fucking matrix their entire life. But if you can learn to, to be tough in the high vibe, tough kind of way, mm -hmm. then you'll be helping them. You'll, you'll allow them to grow. You give them peace and silence and perhaps they'll, something will happen. The best thing a person can do is stay true to their mission. And like I said, listening to that little whisper is the hardest thing to do. But if you can do that, despite all the attack that you're going to get, the attacks that you're going to get from others, you're going to be golden. Your, your light is going to shine those shadows away. But it takes really knowing yourself. Knowing yourself and evolving. That's it. And understanding that we are so sensitive <clears throat> to the things that come into our body and that they can oh, impact yeah. our state of mind. And oh, that's yeah. people, that's food, that's alcohol, that's TV, all these things. What if are you feeding yourself? It, that's it. Yeah, if we're not mindful of the inputs that we're receiving through the eyes, the ears, mm -hmm. the skin, the whatever, if, we're not, if we don't understand that these are really the things that are programming us, then we're lost. It's crazy because the more conscious you become in this waking life, I say this all the time, the more conscious you become in your dreams. I'll give you a crazy example. Just yesterday, I was reading the Bible, right? Because, and I'm not, I, I'm not a Christian, but I do believe in Christ. And it's a very long story, but I'll just say, I was reading the Bible yesterday and there was a section in Sirach or Sirach, however you say that, about the fear of God. And I was like, man, like the fear of God, that's really intense, right? Admire people who have a fear of God because they are righteous, whatever. So I was reading that and it was going into my subconscious. Then I had a dream about something random, but it was like kippa, And I was in a classroom and I was like, okay, kippa, kippa. I have no idea what a freaking kippa is. But because I woke up and I remembered my dreams, which I frequently do, I remember all 12 dreams I have per night because I'm so conscious here that when I go to sleep, I remember everything. Holy shit. So I come back and I'm like, what was kippa? What did I even mean? So I Google what is kippa, And it's what the Jewish people wear on their head. They wear this kippa, And why do they wear it? It's to show their fear of God. Fuck off. I'm not, I just got tingles. I'm not even joking. So because I was reading about something, I got a message in the dream world about a freaking religion that I knew nothing about, Kippa. I was like, what's Kippa? And it was just, I was in a classroom in my dream and it was like Kippa. And especially with no context. No context. I was like, what is Kippa? I wasn't even in a religious classroom. So then I Google like Kippa is what they wear to show their fear of God. And I had just been reading about fear of God the day before that is to show how crazy your subconscious is and how you can use your subconscious to learn and grow here in your conscious reality. It's 95% of our operating system. Crazy. That, that's why this fucking circle is so big. It can become and, a black hole. It can eat you up if you're not aware of it. Yeah. And it, and, but it feeds you your thoughts. So you, exactly. so it lets you think whatever it wants so that you continue to feed that black hole. So, the fear of God. Can you explain it to me? Because I don't get it. Mm -hmm. And I watched the, and not, I don't get it because I tried to get it. I just, I don't know. Yeah. I would like you to enlighten me. And when I was watching the Kanye <clears throat> podcast on Joe Rogan, yeah, he kept saying that he's a God fearing man. Yeah. So explain it to me because I'm curious and I'm sure the time travelers are curious as well. Yeah. A hundred percent. So in any religion or if you're spiritual, um, being God fearing means that you, you know God's power. You know God's wrath. That's what it is. You've experienced firsthand God's wrath. 
And a lot of us go through different ways of experiencing God's wrath, however spiritual you are. I went through something that I've experienced God's wrath, and that's when I was heavily into what the Christians would call sin. And sin is anything that brings you away from your natural creation. So that could be like extreme sex addiction, drug addiction, anything that can ruin your life here on this in this world. Because you can be on this planet in heaven or you can be on this planet in hell. And that's truly what I believe heaven and hell is. And the more that you are God-fearing, the more of a heavenly, blissful life you're going to lead here. And the more that you're like, I don't care about God. I don't, you can get into situations that can ruin your life here. So when people say they're God-fearing, it really means that they've had experiences that have shown that them. have shown them God's wrath. I, okay, now you're explaining to me and I'm getting it yeah. because I, I, exp, I, you know, time travel, fifth dimension, all that stuff is really just metaphors for, for all of this stuff. A hundred percent. And so, you know, I was talking about the, the, the fifth dimension GPS. The coordinates that I put into that GPS are the actions that I do, the things that I put in my body, the things that I make my body do. So I say that we are the machine and the machine wants more of what you give it, Yeah. good or bad. And so that's why I have to be mindful of what I put in my body mm-hmm. because I know that if I plant a seed of darkness, that I'm going to get more of that. And on my path will be delivered more of these things and it'll be harder to say no and I'll... I'll be enveloped by it. Yeah. So I guess in a sense, I have the fear of God in me because I know that no action will go un- unpunished, essentially. Yeah. That's why I need to keep myself healthy. That's why I need to eat well. That's why I need to work out. That's why I need to reach out and meet nice people and have great conversations and spread vibes. And what would keep you from cheating on another man's wife? You, so you're asking me, yeah. cheating on another man's yeah, wife? Yeah, like like cheating with another man's wife. What would keep you from doing that? Or would you do it? Not really my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so would do you have any fear of that? Or what well, would keep you from robbing a bank? Like what? Like well, no, what? Yeah, look, what would keep you from doing these things? So there's like the there's three D fears, which which I think like getting keep, punched in the face, get punched in the face, <laughs> or getting arrested and going to yeah, jail, yeah, yeah. and that's why I think these. 3D fears are very good for this world because people don't murder people because they're exactly. they're afraid of jail and yeah, life yeah, sentences. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh, maybe I'll just punch them instead of murder them. Yeah. But what I would fear is the is the guilt, is that feeling within me of shame of whatever that will lower my frequency and therefore push it out into the cosmos to give me back more of that. And then it'll take me weeks to get out of that funk. I don't need that fucking shit. That ain't for me. Do you believe in karma? Yeah. Well, I believe that is karma. Yeah. So you're it's setting you get, yourself up for you, that karmic debt. You get what you give instantly within this life. Yes. If I don't meditate in the morning, I fucking spill my coffee. That's just the way it goes. And that's why meditation in terms of balancing, because in the morning when I wake up, I have this like excited, crazy energy. But if I don't harness it, I'm just going to be running in circles all day long. Yeah. So I harness it. So I'm calibrating my frequency so that... I'm tapping into that GPS. And I, I use the GPS metaphor because it just makes the most sense to me and it's practical. So if I'm going to do something that I don't believe is good, well, then I'm carrying that and I'm going to get more of it. So I don't want fucking more of it. I don't need that shit. And yeah. so it doesn't really cross my mind. I don't see, you know, someone with a, a girlfriend. And I'm like, 
yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go fucking talk to her. And so the thing is, is the more you do drugs, the more you do alcohol, you're open up to those desires that aren't your own, right? The, re- the reptilian mind. Exactly. Or the reptilian brain. Yeah. So that's why drinking, drinking was such a huge part of my life. And I was partying and I was doing all kinds of things, doing all the things that you would do when you're drinking and partying. And I was like disconnected. Any uh, emotional growth or conscious growth that I had was halted when that started. And it only continued when I started over. So that's why I had uh, a guy named Bob Marier, calls himself Sober Coach. And he was on drugs, you know, coke, heroin, forever. And then he quit five years later, naturally just flowed into being a a hired sober coach, interventionist, all this great stuff. And he's wham, bam, thank you, man, swears like a motherfucker. He's really hilarious. But I asked him, I said, was your emotional development when you got sober, that of like a 14-year-old when you started doing drugs? He said, yeah, I was a fucking child. Absolutely. And so imagine when you start to go into that world, which is the natural state, right? Most people are cutting off their emotional intelligence from the age that they start to, let's say, sin. And then only when they come back, if they ever do come back, they're, they're going to be a child that needs to start learning. Exactly. Because you put your growth on fucking... Hold. On hold forever. Pause. Yes. And when I, when I stopped drinking, I was way less promiscuous. I was reading more. I was not into like nonsense. Look, I, I'm definitely no perfect specimen and I have my days. Mostly days are good. It's the nights that are the problem. The junk food. The junk food, the <laughs> fucking donuts, you know, the donuts from where? I, I don't know. I don't, I never <laughs> liked donuts up. growing no, from where. Yeah. They manifest, <laughs> but I've been way better on them and, and, um, love or companionship or whatever you call it. Mm. I, I, I believe that I can, I can work or fight my discipline or just put something in my path that will, that will just help me. That will help me cope. That will give me the love that I need. Yeah. Right? Because I can't just do it all alone. And I was such so used to doing everything alone. Mm-hmm, same. And the, the burden is on me. Yeah. I must do everything. And then you start to lose sight of, of what you're doing, why you're doing it. Exactly. And then it, that's why I would cave all the time. Because the body, I could only take so much. Yeah. You know, maybe you're stronger than me. Maybe you can last longer. But un, until you you have a some kind of routine that is consistently fulfilling, then I, I, th- I think that's why I was always like repeating things that I, I didn't want to repeat. And it, it, look, even now, there's, there's no, I'm not on a, a perfect wave. I don't think it exists. Yeah. But that's what it is. How do you, how do you feel about, about, you know, that, the, the component of love or the component of your routine or the component of putting in things in your life that allow you to use less willpower. Oh, easily. That over like setting up, like setting up a momentum where it's just, you know, we set up this podcast like a month ago. Yeah. And I set up all these podcasts and it's great and we show up and it's like, this is autopilot for me. I just have to show up and have a good time. See, I'm, I'm completely different. I cannot be, and I know you're not on autopilot because you're very, very tuned in right now, but the, the idea of autopilot or having a routine is actually something that is to my detriment. The minute that I think that I have to do something, um, I get like these commitment issues coming up because I feel like, just like I like being a limitless being, these boxes, these limitations, like the minute I feel like I am committed to something, I run. And that could definitely have to do with these deep-rooted traumas about 
um, losing people, having abandonment, abandonment issues because I, everyone in my life has always left or died. <laughs> so I, I'm like this limitless being that doesn't want to be tied down to anything. And I think it also has to do with like growing up super poor and not having choice, always being stuck in this routine of like not having choice. Now I'm just kind of reliving my childhood in a sense, but I really, really enjoy having nothing planned in my schedule and going with the flow that keeps me high vibing. That keeps me chasing my dreams. Of course, you have to put in the work to get here. Like I worked five different jobs. I put myself in like $60,000 of debt to get two degrees, you know, but everything worked out because I bet on myself and now I'm golden. I'm like, my schedule is open all the time, Monday to Sunday. It's just open. And I'm like, how did I get here? I'm like, well, first of all, because I don't need a lot to live. So even if I'm just like barely getting by with money right now, I'm living my dream. I would not be doing anything differently, right? So of course, like we could always have more money and stuff, but I, I pay the bills. I eat very healthily. I buy like $160 worth of food every week. Like it's a lot of money on food, but I eat healthy. So I have the money to eat healthy. I have the money to like be abundant. And I'm like, how did I get here? I'm like, cause I bet on me. I bet on me. I didn't do the golden handcuffs. I really evolved my soul and now I'm in a position that where I can help others. Right. So I don't even know what the question was. I don't know either. Well, it was about, it was about building in things in your routine. Oh, the routine. So I can't have a routine. The minute that I have a routine, I'm like, oh, I have to show up for this, this thing. And like, this is awesome. Cause this is why I have the schedule I have like showing up for things like this. I'm like, this is what life's about. Right. Yes. I love this. This is why I have the schedule I have, but like other things like working, I never understood the, the concept of work. And I think because I worked my whole life, like even grinding, in, grinding, 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 grinding. Now I'm like, no, I mopped enough floors. I cleaned enough windows. You don't need to do I'm it. I'm not doing it anymore. Cause I did it my whole life. You you're, know, you're self-sustainable. That's it. You so live now within it's like, your means. You, you make your choices. It's the living within your means. That's everything. Well, like, you have to have confidence. You have to have awareness to be able to do that. Yeah. You got to stop keeping up with the Joneses. Oh Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. Yeah. So that's what it is. So routine and commitment have always been a thing for me. But, okay. but growing up, I always had to be at work at a certain time. From 14 years old, I was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, working and doing this and doing all these things. And I had to be here and my whole day was set up and all these fucking things. So I finally, I got my, my true freedom started around two and a half years ago. But mm. really in 2019, I became completely free. And I've always That's had, amazing. always had commitment issues. I've always had all kinds of issues. When I, when I sold the business that I was in, that it was the family business and my brother and I were together in it, we sold it and everyone thought we were insane because it was consistent income. It was good salary. It, it, it could grow. The banks could loan you money. It's mm -hmm. like golden handcuffs, but emotionally, spiritually drained, toxic. I was, I was, I was getting my kicks in places that I care not to share because I was at this, like my dad died yeah. because he was in that world and it, and it, it eventually it killed, him. killed him. Yeah. It killed him. A lot of people, heart attacks, cancer, all this stuff because it's a high stress, high routine, all shit. But all that to say that I'm circling back where I was just way too alone all the time, way too much doing my things mm. all by myself all the time. And I realized from, and music taught me this, that my favorite thing to do is collaborate. collaborate. With Collaborating with people is yes. the most exciting. 
I can't make videos and just talk to the screen. Some people can. Yes. I rather talk to a person. When I'm 100%. in studio, like I could write a song alone and go to the studio and record it. But every time I collaborate and write a song with someone, it's The lovely. magic, the it's, magic. It's magic. When I was a salesman on the road for years and I sold, I absolutely loved it because I loved the interaction with others and the entertainment component and all these exactly. things. And so my path led me to, it, it taught me discipline. It taught me the importance of showing up on time. It taught me how to interact with people because I was like a shy, introverted person mm -hmm. as, as, a, as a young person. But now I need to build a loose routine. Exactly. Right? Like setting, I set up two podcasts a week and I need to because I want to grow this podcast and I want to get my vibes out. And I know that if I want to put my vibes out, I got to be consistent. And I can't just hope that people are just going to show up on my podcast. So I have to book them. I have to book them. And it's teaching me something that I never had, which was follow through, mm. reaching out. I thought people would just, you know, come or I, I just didn't have that ability of reaching out. Yeah. And work taught me that. My dad's like, when I was a kid, you know, okay, call this company, this company, this company, uh, set up meetings set up phone calls. And, and it's like, this scared the shit out of me because I never did that. But now I'm like, no, I fucking love it. We set it up. Exactly. People are happy. They look forward to it. I see it as a net positive for everyone. Everyone shows up. But a routine that is fully stacked every day, that yeah. is a fucking killer. Yeah, and I I'm, could never. And the, the commitment thing, even started this podcast. I didn't want to start a podcast before. Why? Because of the commitment. of the commitment. Okay. Because of the commitment. But then I'm like, well, I have to fucking commit to something in yeah. life. I got to commit because I can't just, that's like, I, I don't want to repeat this, this pattern of commitmentless life and the, the yes. joy that I get from doing this is, is what I need. So I'm going to incorporate this into my life and the world closed. The also, world, yeah. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, you brought up a good point, like commit to the life that you want. And I think I read this in the book. You are a badass. The girl said, you know, I couldn't afford my favorite car, the car that I wanted. She's like, I knew I couldn't afford it, but I bought it anyway, because that would then make me level up in my life to be able to afford that car. And that's kind of what I'm doing now. Like I'm, I'm paying money for my rent, for my home, for my home. And then I'm also paying money to rent a studio. So even on, on months where I can't afford it, I'm still paying that studio because it's making me show up for my dream, right? See, so that's the same kind of thing as this. Yes. Because you're showing up there and you're interacting and you're expressing yourself and it's bringing you tremendous joy. Exactly. And look at it from the business perspective of this money that you're spending for that studio time, not only is it giving you good vibes, but it's the investment cost. Because the bigger that you build your brand, the more lives that you touch, you will have... These songs, this catalog of music and videos that you make that are ready to be digested. It might not be this year, but if it's next year and then the year after, people are going to discover you and they're going to dive into your catalog and be like, oh my God, look at this lovely music I just discovered. And all that work will pay its dividends. Yeah, but, you're, but you have faith in yourself and you're doing exactly. this and you're not going to say, oh, you know what? Money's tight this month. I'm not going to record. Exactly. Because then you're living in the state of lack. And you made this decision for yourself. You, you decided what you want to spend your time with, mm -hmm. where you want to put your energy. And that's mm -hmm. what I call time travel. It's, it's me with the podcast or recording because I'm in studio every week as well because I need it. It's, yeah. it's the most glorious feeling ever. You did it with, with the studio and you're doing it with your TikTok. That consistent, I know you say commitment scares the shit out of you, 
But your TikTok is fucking the most commitment thing I've ever seen in my life. It gives me goosebumps. <laughs> what do you do? Like three videos in the morning, three at night, live <laughs> every night, songwriting? You're a machine. No, no, no. But that's that. Like I said, I think I just posted this on my Instagram is, you know, those people who are able to work 80 hours a week and you're like, how? How do they do it? It's because it's not work. It's because that's what they really want to be doing. Exactly. And you can tell the vibration of if they want to really be doing that based on how it makes you feel. So... I, I think I had a podcast, the humble lion podcast. And towards the end, I wasn't getting many views because even my vibration, I was over it. It was like a chapter closed for me. And I love that podcast so much. It helped me grow. But like, had I stayed in it, I would be living life based on ego. My soul needed to go to music. So then I started my music career. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And that's just like betting on yourself, trusting that energy goes where intention energy flows where intention goes, right? So it's all about intention. Why are you doing what you're doing? And the intention of starting this podcast is to connect with others. It's to raise the vibration of the planet. So energy is going to come here because you have the right intention. If the intention is to make money to whatever, like those material goals, then your vibration and your energy is going to be much lower and it's not going to reach people because it's not real. Exactly. So it's crazy. But that's the way it works. And obviously there's, there's the hope that, because I know that if I, if I put the right energy in it, and honestly, I, have, I don't have the ability to lie. Exactly. I don't have the ability to do anything I don't want to do. That's why I left that world that I was in. A yeah. very comfortable world that probably nine out of 10 people would have stayed in. But I, I couldn't. I couldn't fucking do it. And does it mean that I was going to sacrifice the next 10 years of potential income and potential you know, uh, you know, houses and cars and like all that, all that bullshit that, yeah. that comes with this facade of owning exactly. a business and like coming from a certain kind of family and all this, all this shit. And that's the stress that killed my dad. Exactly. He had, he had to keep up this illusion. So it's no, like he, he gave his life for you to not repeat his footsteps. Exactly. Exactly. He, he would have been like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. You don't want to do this. Exactly. But it, it taught me the life skills that I needed. Yeah. And that's why I'm so appreciative. And I met so many lovely people and it was a great time. And I grew up like working in the warehouse with all kinds of amazing people yeah. who were like long-term. Like I've, I've known them all since I'm a little kid. And it was a really lovely experience, but I, I graduated from it. And just because exactly. I did something for many years and my dad did something for many years, doesn't mean that I have to keep doing it. Because once you, once you get what you needed out of it, you move on, mm -hmm. onto the next challenge, onto the next thing. And I, I want to spend the next 30 years of my life doing things that bring me joy, mm. doing things that, that I can get up and get excited for. Yes. And I know it'll work out. I know. I don't know exactly how. I can't explain to a banker how it's going to work out. Well, what's crazy is you saying this is like the more tunnel vision you have and like it's going to work out like this, um, you're blocking your blessings because let's say that you're trying to manifest and ask the universe for a thousand dollars. Okay. And you're like, universe, I really need a thousand dollars from this lottery scratch ticket. Okay. You're telling the universe that you're not opening to receiving that thousand dollars in other ways. 
you're like, oh, well, you told me you just wanted it from the lottery scratch ticket. So now I had a thousand dollars for you from your grandmother, but now I'm not going to give it to you because you told me that you only wanted the thousand dollars based on that lottery ticket. So I can't give it to you any other way. Exactly. So if you're like, I know I'm going to make it as a rap artist. I know I'm going to make it as a rap artist. And I'm talking to myself here. Yeah. yeah. Well, if I keep saying that, then the universe might have an, an immense gift for me to make it as this worldwide actress. But because I was so tunnel vision, tunnel vision, well, now I'm not open to that one opportunity that can then change my life and give me all the blessings that I want. Actually sustain a career in rap by just accepting that opportunity. Exactly. It's tunnel vision. It's ego. It's all these nonsense things. And yeah. that's why the goal should be, can I spend the rest of my life doing amazing things to my highest potential? And then you, whatever road you go on is according to that. It's not, mm -hmm. oh, rock and roll only. Oh, podcast exactly. only. Exactly. Who the fuck knows? I went to LA last year for for some movie opportunity to That's be amazing. a producer on a movie, but it led me to more music stuff and it introduced me to like the craziest producer I worked with and it led me to all these amazing things, but I just went for one reason and it leads you to another. I didn't say, oh, no, no, no music. I'm here for this. No, no, I'm here for this. Exactly. No, we just- Go with the flow. Yes. Easier said than done sometimes, but it's, uh, it's the only way to fucking do it. Because you've got the vibe. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can be an actress. You can be a singer. But cleaning your vibe is intense. You have to always make sure you cleanse your aura. You have to make sure you clean your vibe. What's your aura cleansing routine? Yeah, for sure. So definitely putting on um, either it's a guided meditation or putting on 528 hertz. That's the positive transformation frequency. Anything hurts. So like high frequency hertz music, uh, awaken... <clears throat> sorry that's okay awaken psychic ability hurts and then lighting incense putting on a candle and like dancing or doing tiktok dances anything that moves your energy singing uh stretching yoga you have energy that is literally deeply rooted in your muscles right especially if you work out and you don't stretch those muscles then you're carrying that energy in your shoulder from like last month's workout so it's so important to stretch and be elastic. I need to do that. You need to do that. <laughs> you need to stretch, 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 dance so that you're moving around the energy. Um, uh, what else? Well, I don't take baths. I, I've never liked that, but like that's apparently recommended, but I personally don't like it. What I do like though is going under the shower and imagining the water as a white light, completely cleansing my vibe, completely cleansing my aura. That's everything. Visualization can change your life visualizing what you want to manifest can bring it into this reality. So if you know you want something, like you know you want to create an album and you have the exact image in your mind of that album, well, because you can imagine it, it, can, it is now already part of your reality. It's just about bringing it into the physical form. And the more you think about it in your waking life, the more your subconscious thinks about it at night and it's sending out those vibes to the universe that it's a possibility. It's a possibility. Also affirmations. Oh my gosh. Cleansing your aura with affirmations. We have so many limiting beliefs. Like I'm not good enough. I'm a shy person. Um, I talk too much, whatever it is by giving yourself little sticky notes around the house. Like, um, I can do anything I set my mind to. Today is going to be an amazing day. Nothing can tear me down. Other people are just reflections of themselves. I am a light in this world. Literally anything that can bring you up that you see everywhere in your house, 
your home is a reflection of your mind. So make your home clean, clean out things, minimalism. Oh my gosh, there's so many ways to keep your, your vibes high all the time. But those are like my best, my best things. If I, if the, if the kitchen is messy or if there's like stuff in the living room, then it's taking up mental space in my mind, mental clutter. Yeah. It's, it's trash vibes. Exactly. You, you have need, to clean your physical space. It's gotta be clean. Yeah. I, I pride myself on being neat and organized. I wear a uniform because it's, it removes, it's minimalist. It removes decision-making things, mm. the decision-making processes that I don't need because every yeah. decision we make depletes our discipline tank for the day. That's the way I see it. What do you mean? So let's say I, I, I'm scrolling or I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about something I don't need to or I'm choosing my clothes or whatever it is. Mm. Too many decisions or they deplete you. Not only that. Oh, sorry. <clears throat> oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. <clears throat> Not only that, but too many decisions actually cause parallel realities. So let's say that you are going into your fridge at night, into your freezer and you're like, should I eat the popsicle or should I have the ice cream? Well, if you can't decide and you're like, oh, I can't decide, I can't decide, and you're indecisive, you're splitting a reality where you had the popsicle and you had the ice cream. Because now that you're taking the popsicle and you're eating it, you're thinking, damn, what would it would have been like? What would it have been so like what if happens, I ate the what happens, ice cream? How does that parallel world impact you? What's the, what's the consequence? The consequence is that you're not fully present. You're always living in both worlds. Okay, okay, you so, you're, create, so you're not present. You're not present. You're like, your energy is somewhere else. But isn't you're that happening constantly though? Yeah. Aren't, aren't parallel, like yes. alternate it, realities it constantly happening? Mm -hmm. Like maybe you drank that water instead of that water. Exactly. And then there's a whole world in this conversation went in a completely different direction. Yes. But I, I love that science is, like the top minds in science explain parallel universes and multiple realities and all this stuff. And I'm excited because the idea of God and the idea of science, which let's say in today's day and age, they, they counteract each other. They don't make sense with, another, with one another. I truly believe that sooner or later, they're going to explain each other completely. Because I think science is just what we know up till today. And spirituality, uh, religion, consciousness, God, all these things are just science that we haven't understood yet. Well, actually, I think it's the reverse. I think spirituality, well, it's not a think, it's a, it's a no. Spirituality and alchemy existed way before science did. Oh, no, I'm saying science just documents what it knows up till now. Exactly. But those so, always existed. Yeah, yeah. So science is just one language of what has been alive and documented in ancient history for forever, which is spirituality and alchemy, right? But those are looked at as hoodoo, voodoo, woo-woo things. When in reality, science is just explaining um, in a material-based world what spirituality and alchemy is. It's like measured, right? It's like a, we live in a religion of science where people are okay with science, but they're not okay with spirituality or alchemy, which is really interesting. Yeah. And what they don't understand is that science boldly claims that dark matter makes up 98% of this fucking universe and they don't understand it. That ever, like yeah. we don't, what they're basically saying is we don't know anything, so we can learn something tomorrow that changes everything. Exactly. But I, I think the, the, the scientific minds who understand that are, are open. It's, it's the people who don't really understand either of them yeah. who are in the religion of science. Oh, yeah. well, this, there's no, no ghost because so. science didn't say it. 
Well, that's like saying yeah. that's like saying archaeologists only excavated um, North Dakota, and they haven't started in the rest of the world, and they only found one kind of dinosaur fossil. And they say, oh, and someone found a T Rex, but science didn't get there yet. Yeah. You know, they're not there yet. Yeah, they're gonna get there eventually. Who knows when the fuck it is? But till then, it's up to us to say we should be open. We should yes. be open because that would be every generation thought it knew everything and then the next generation always proved it wrong by discovering something new exactly and so that's what the fifth dimension is it, it's in in my mind in terms of this like philosophy that i have it's just being open to the unknown and not saying yeah. that with absolute confidence something doesn't exist because you don't fucking know yeah a little bit on that though is like being open to the unknown but we're going to bring it back to being god-fearing because you can dive into the unknown and lose your life and a good example of that personally is Scientology. So I don't know if you know much about Scientology and what's happening. I've watched a few documentaries. <laughs> so it's really intense. It's all about diving into the unknown, but without protection, without like spiritual protection. And that's why like doing your research, if you're interested in spirituality and raising your consciousness, whatever, you can do that in so many different avenues, spirituality, religion, you could do it in Buddhism, like whatever it is. You could do it through yoga. You know what I mean? But within every avenue, there are practices to keep you safe and protected because we're all energy. And if we give too much of our energy, we can lose ourselves. We can lower our vibration so much that we end up on a, on a platform of fear. Yeah. We don't need that. We don't need that platform of fear. That. So when, when I say that we should be open to things, it's more in, in not the endless search for all kinds of things it's more if someone has a belief that isn't your belief find a common denominator you know understand where they're coming from understand that perhaps you don't know everything you I, know so, yeah. it's, so it's, a, it's a positive way of interacting with people based on the fact that if they say something understand that there are other forces at play there's 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 past there's life experiences there's all kinds of things so don't discount people or t say that they're they're stupid or just say, oh, very interesting. Maybe I'll look into it. For sure. And then it begs the question, what if someone's beliefs change the way you're allowed to live your life now? What if someone has such strong beliefs like the president of the United States and now they're impacting the way your free will is going to ride out based on their beliefs? That's when, oh, beliefs become control. And that's when it becomes dangerous because, yeah, you have like things like uh, political issues like abortion, um, just like things like that. Yeah, but the I don't know if you because you don't watch the news, but and neither do I. I just look <laughs> yeah, at the, yeah. the big stuff. It's 50 50. You can go to a different state. You can do whatever you want. Like really. Yeah. The president right. doesn't fucking really decide anything. I, yeah. The, de like, the deeper you, we go. It's so ridiculous. Politics is so ridiculous that there's no chance, like, and this is my positive view of it. There's no chance that these two clowns can have any real impact in anything. They could, they could set this law or that law, but at the end of the day, people are still free to do whatever they want until they're locking up like bordering states or countries. Which is, which is evident because that's what's happened over the pandemic, you know? Yeah. Blocking borders. Yes. Okay. Right. So that's uh, a, <laughs> that, that's a, that's a perfect that's what I'm saying. So yeah. like what I'm saying is how long until we become the frogs in the boiling pot? 
how long until we're sitting in boiling hot water? Because that's what it is. A frog is in warm water until the pot slowly boils and then, oh my God, we're dying now. So like beliefs can turn into control and beliefs can impact the masses to have, you know, we're, we're in a matrix where everyone believe the same things based on what one person believes, the higher up. That's where it becomes like, it's no longer like, oh, you believe what you want. It's like, this is why we're here to awaken. This is why awakening souls well, is so well, important. That's what we're doing. We're, we're the virus of positive that spreads within yeah. the herd. And they're just the sheep herders trying to, to move things in a certain direction. And it's up to us to infect with positivity. And that's the only way to look at it because any other way is overbearing. It's overburdening. It's just like, and our world is a reflection of our state. And if we can do our best to share that state mm. and to spread that joy and to get more people to see it, then more people will, will have more impact. More people will create initiatives and create change and create all kinds of wonderful things. So to start to look at the negative things, yes, sure, absolutely. Like the, there's a lot of shit happening. Yeah. But at the same time, there's talking about it isn't going to change it changing ourselves and lifting our spirits and spreading that, that joy, that love, mm -hmm. that high vibration is the only way to do it. And luckily for us, <laughs> the way to raise vibes is by doing stuff like working out, making music, doing podcasts, doing really fun things that, that maybe the immediate people you grew up with would be like, what the fuck is she doing? Yeah. But who cares if you can learn to ignore those 19 oh, yeah. inconsequential people? Because that's really all it is. Because the rest of the world's ready. Exactly. The people who don't know you love you. It's the ones that you grew up with who are, you're challenging their state of mind. Fuck them. Who cares? Yeah. So at the end of the day, because like that's just too big of a battle. What are we going to do? All we can do is... It's not too big of a battle. We are, no, we but are we're the doing, light and we are doing... Yeah. It, it's about the... It's like... Because you said that earlier. Oh, how are we going to change this? How are we going to fix the world? The only way we can fix the world is by fixing ourselves. If we fix ourselves, we become a brighter sunshine within us. We start to plant more seeds around us. And the more seeds there are, the more time travel is, the more, what do you call it, uh, star seeds, light workers? Yeah. The more those are. And there's tons of these people. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, and there's more and more and more. And so in Star Trek, there's this thing that's called the, um, I totally ripped this off, uh, the Galactic uh, Federation of Planets. And you can only enter the Galactic Federation of Planets once your planet has reached a certain state of consciousness. So our role is to get this planet to a certain state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. And it's happening. It's doing it. We came in in a good time. There's a lot of work to do, but all we have to do is work on ourselves and we are contributing, right? If we work on ourselves, we contribute because we have that inner fire, that inner energy, and we can spark everyone around us. Oh, yeah. And fucking right. So, so there, there, there's work to do, but that's why we're here. That's exactly. the mission. Positive vibes. And if I'm staying, if I'm staying home and eating donuts all night, uh, what are you doing, Misha? What the fuck am I doing? What, are you doing? what am I doing? And booze definitely fucks up the vibe. Mm -hmm. I had two small glasses of wine Friday night and Saturday I was shit. And I used to drink like seven days a week. Yeah, because you were in that. Well, yeah, I was. I was. Your in body that. was prepared. I for was that. in that. And once in a while, I'll have too much. And I pay for it for a week. Exactly. At least a week. Yeah. And, it's, and it sucks and I'm not into it. Um, having an edible here and there doesn't fuck me up. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't kill me. That's funny because it's, it's really intense. I was like, do you smoke? And you're like, no, but I take edibles. <laughs> it's like way harder than smoking just like a puff, 
of a joint. Yeah, but I don't like smoking. I don't like rolling things. I'm just just not into it. But an edible is like, it's such a more, it's such a crazier trip. Yeah, I know, but you can, you, like can, a, you can dose it. You don't have to take too much, yeah. but, but I, <laughs> I don't know. I have a high threshold, I guess. I don't know. I just like to. Yeah. How often do you take edibles? Not very often. Okay. Well, actually more often recently, <laughs> more, more often recently. Like every week? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Every week. <laughs> that's a, that's a journey. Yeah. Every week, but not like crazy. Okay. Just Once like a little... in a while it's like crazy, but it's, it's not like uh, way too much where I'm totally fucked. Okay. Maybe once every two, three weeks, I'll get totally fucked. Okay. But it's like, yeah, I want it. I want, I want to go there. Yeah. I want, well, to, I want like, to become the couch sometimes. Yeah. You know? And I found that it's, it's given me a good little balance. Okay. Because when I was like hardcore before, training, um, training, diet, sober, this, that, everything. And, and the world was harder. You know, okay. I should have been freer. But it's almost like maybe these things exist. For to, balance to balance me out a little because I'm a, I'm a high strung yeah. kind of person. And so that's never something I never drank to like relax. I drank to party because that's what I did with my friends. Yeah. But this is more of like a therapeutic kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I, like, so I, I even don't out fu- your levels. Yeah. Even on my levels. Cause my levels are jacked up or they're zero. Mm-hmm. So maybe this will allow me to float in the middle a little bit, which would be better. So you smoke weed sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Sometimes. All right. All sometimes. right. I can't take too much. Cause then I, I feel a lot, like I said, I'll, I'll tap into that other realm very easily. So I like to be in control because spirits visit me often. That's okay. Yeah. Well, I'm super say. curious about that. So can yeah. you, can you dive into it? Cause I, I we're <laughs> in the fifth dimension. Yes. So Aura, give me, give me uh, what's the, when's the last time you saw something if you care to share? Yeah, for sure. So I always see orbs. I always have like orbs crossing my path. Sometimes it's like, <gasps> Oh my God, what is the message? Sometimes it's just like in the corner of my eye and I'll look up and I'll be like, hmm, what was I just thinking about? That's kind of like how you get the message. What, what was I just thinking about? Um, especially in meditation, that's how I'll get messages. So the way that like psychics get messages is through ways that spirit knows you're going to interpret them. Let's say, um, let's say blue hat. Spirit knows that I'm going to interpret blue hat as you need to get to work. Right. So your, your guides always know what messages to give you and how you'll interpret them. That's how, yeah, that's how it is. So is blue hat an actual thing? No, you? I'm just giving you a, okay. an example. So what, what is a, cons- is there like a consistent one that you get? Mm, a lot of angel numbers for sure. I'm always, like I said, I'm always looking at the time. It's always two, 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 three, 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 four, four, four. Oh, but two nights ago. Okay. Two nights ago, I I prayed to God and I was like, God, give me anything. Give me a sign. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm, oh, is this because I just started a pod, uh, podcast, not a podcast. Sorry. I just started a spiritual YouTube channel Amazing. where I would be talking a lot about in depth about my spiritual experiences. And it's very personal, the spiritual realm, because it's your soul. You're talking about what your soul has gone through on this physical plane. Right. So I prayed to God and I was like, God, give me a sign that I'm like on the right path here, whatever. So I'm frequently woken up at like 3.33 a.m., 4.44 a.m., but it hasn't happened in like a month and a half. Um, And I I pray to God most nights, but last night I was very intentional. Two nights ago, I was very intentional with my prayer. I was like, please give me a sign that this is the right thing that I should be doing. So anyways, 
So I'm sleeping and I never sleep on my back. I'm always like sleeping on my side or sleeping on my stomach like a star. Um, but I was sleeping on my back and I remember feeling tingles come into my face like this. All of a sudden I wake up and I smile and I look at the time and it's 4.44 and I'm like, oh, I'm like, that's cool. That's a sign, right? Right after praying to God. So when I went through my awakening a year and a half ago, I was frequently waking up at 3.30 in the morning, 3.33 in the morning. And depending on how you wake up can indicate whether there's good spirits around or bad spirits around. When I was just going through my spiritual awakening, I was waking up at 3.33 often. And that's known as the witching hour. It's known as the devil hour. And I never had good vibes. I was in fear. I was panting. I, I was pouring sweat. And I knew that I had spirits around me that were feeding off of this fear, right? So, so yeah, it just depends on what kind of vibes you get. Um, I have seen things on the physical plane, um, some scary things, some, some beautiful things. And what's a beautiful thing you've seen? So when I was, (laughs) when I was awakening, I was doing a lot of witchcraft. Okay. I don't, I didn't know what I was doing, which is why I'm telling people, when you get into this kind of stuff, it's so important to do your research. You could be like diving into the unknown and doing something, opening a portal that you don't know where it's going going to lead to. So this is why like protection spiritually is everything. I frequently say like picture a white light over your body to protect you because that's everything. And give me a sec. And I'm very open about this stuff because thank you. I'm very open about this stuff because when I was awakening, I was borderline suicidal because all of a sudden I'm seeing things on the physical plane. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going crazy. I'm schizophrenic. Like, what am I seeing? When in reality, it's because I went, I turned to witchcraft and I opened portals for different things to come into this realm. Um, so I, yeah, I, now we're getting yeah, into it. Now we're going to we get into yeah. a little bit. Yeah. We- so There were a couple of nights where I let spirits into my house and they were taunting me. So I'm very clairaudient. A lot of people who are clairaudient are musicians. So when you tap into like your, your musician self, you'll be able to hear things. You can hear voices. You can hear ringing. I always hear ringing. I heard ringing three times in this podcast. Yeah. So I'm always hearing like high pitched ringing in the left ear. That's that there's an angel, um, giving you messages in the right ear that there's a spirit close by. So when I was doing my awakening, um, I let in evil spirits and I didn't know, but it's because I opened a portal and they would appear in the mirror. So for a week, I would block my mirror because I was afraid of what I would see. And that's a known thing that mirrors. What'd you block your mirror with? um, Like a towel or something? A sheet, a bed sheet. Okay just like hanging up on the wall, a huge bed sheet. And I lived with my boyfriend at the time. So he's like, what the fuck is going on? He's not spiritual at all. And yeah, I I would just cover the mirror because I was not able to see what would show up. Right. And I know there's another psychic. I was listening to a lot of psychic podcasts because I I didn't want to feel alone. I was like, what the fuck is happening to me? Um, And there's this one girl, Sloan Bell, Sloan Bella. And she's like, oh yeah. Uh, She's like, one day I was looking in the mirror and my whole body turned to a skeleton and I started freaking out. And I was like, why is my body a skeleton? I'm like, oh my God, my body's a skeleton. 
And it turns Wait, that out happened to you. No, that happened to her. And this like made me feel less alone. I was like, Oh my God, that's why I'm covering my mirrors. Cause I'm afraid of the things that I'm seeing in them. And I never saw anything on me, but I would see spirits in the mirror. So she, she said that they're always giving you messages. So I think what happened with her is that she, one of her friends died two days after she saw a skeleton and she had to bury her friend. So that was like a message that it's coming, that it's coming. So, so whatever. Well, that's not a very productive message. Uh, it's however the person <laughs> yeah, interprets it. Yeah, I know. Being a, I'm a little bit of a troll too. Yeah. It's however the person interprets it, but. So what were you seeing in the mirror that you had to block it? Yeah. If you care to share, you don't have to bring it back up. Yeah. It's, um, apparitions. So you could picture white, white, like a kind of like a chess piece. Yeah. That's exactly it. Okay. White but like a trans, like kind of see-through exactly translucent and they're fine like i still see them like in the corners of my house but they're good spirits if they're here just lie and say you don't see them all right if what if they're here just lie and say that you right don't now. see anything okay <laughs> just be like no there's nothing here. no i would tell you like i would tell you but it's the, it's about the way they make you feel and sometimes they're taunting and you don't know how to get rid of them. So that I would say I'm like an advanced and I don't like labels, but obviously people are going to call me a witch, but I would say I'm more advanced than I was a year ago. That's for sure. Cause now I know my personal barriers. I know my, my protection meditations and stuff to not get me into those dangerous realms. Cause there is, there is a demon realm. You can work with demons. You can work with deities. It's really intense. It's really intense. And, and don't worry about what you say here, because look, we are, <laughs> In the Galactic Federation of Time Travelers, yeah. we're in the fifth dimension. This is yeah. a safe space. I think the people listening to this are totally open. Yeah. Totally loving what they're I think that's why hearing. I'm so like reserved to sharing it because I've gotten so much backlash in the past. And like, it's just about protecting my energy because I totally the more it. that I put out there, the more that I receive back, I get those vibes back. Like, oh, people don't like what they don't know. People don't like that that's not part of their reality, right? So then they put those vibes on me. So I'm like, I'll, I'll, I'm thinking about the person who's going to go through this and they're going to be like, oh my God, I'm not alone. Oh my God, it's normal to see stuff in this realm. And there's, there's chances that people who are into the guy who wears a space suit, a time travel suit, mm-hmm. rock and rolls, with, you know, this is the right place for that. So this, this is excellent. It's not, like we're, it's not like we're going into a metro with a megaphone and it's saying all this shit. Exactly. This is the right place. This yeah. is the this is the right niche. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. So so you can you can share all you want. Okay. So I know when I whenever I've gone to like mediums or psychics or mm-hmm. numerologists, whatever it is, because yeah. like I'm I'm into this stuff. I'm into it. That's all right? awesome. It's so good when you're open. I, I'm very open, and I always get burpy. Like I always want to burp. Oh. Whenever that's, that's normal in this entire time you're talking, I'm like, Oh, that's normal. That's a release of energy. So release of energy. Are you, yeah. are you helping me release my energy? There could be something blocked in you that you're like, you're getting out of you. Perfect. So, well, thank you. Keep burping. I'll keep burping. I'm trying to, and you know, when it's like in your, like it's in here and it makes this like weird sound. I think yeah. it, we heard it once in the mic, but Hey, whatever. Yeah. I heard that. I was like, what is that? Yeah. What the fuck? It's the frog. It sounded like a reptilian sound. Yeah. I know. Did you see my eyes? Uh, go <laughs> I was like, like this? I was actually really focusing when that happened. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, no, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm hundred percent human. I'm not a reptilian. And then I turn into something else. <laughs> exactly. Cause that's so much fun. I love what I, I, 
as as negative and draining as it is, I I always love watching David Icke. Yeah. Because I I, I just love the guy. I love him. I just I just love David. Yeah. Icke. Well, it's like that's the thing is like when you start dabbling with what's real and what's not in this reality, you could dive into the deep end and not be ready for what what's about to come. So that's why like when I did the the whole witchcraft and everything without knowing about protection and stuff like that, I was borderline suicidal. And I have not told anybody about this because I have always loved my life. I've always loved myself and everything that I've never ever had those ideations ever until I let spirits into my physical space. And I remember telling my boyfriend like this is really intense. I've never said this before, but like, I was like, if I kill myself, it's not me. It's the spirits. That's really insane. That's heavy. And that just goes to show how I was still conscious about what was happening. I wasn't like, I wasn't in that 3d, like, Oh, what's wrong with me? These are my thoughts. I was like, it's not my thoughts. I was like, there are spirits taunting me and they're going to make me do something that I, I regret. So what the hell did you do Thank you. to yeah. get them out the door and send them packing? So this is what's amazing. And like I said, I'm not Christian, but I do believe in the power of Christ. I believe in Jesus Christ. And that's because when I was going through everything, I went to go visit Christians and thank God that there are souls put on this planet that know the battle between good and evil, the battle between um, demons and angels. Like this is very, very real. So I went to go see Christians. Where did you go? Did you go to like Christians.com okay, so, or Christians? No, no, no. You, so this is, what's, this is what's insane. Like I'm very, very active on my social media. Yes, you and are. It, and it saved my life. I ended up posting a bunch of stuff on my social media about witchcraft and like darkness or whatever. But I was like, oh, this is so cool, whatever. And then this guy who's well known in Montreal reached out to me and he said, get rid of that stuff right now and get yourself a Bible. And he told me when he was in Haiti, he did voodoo and he opened doors to spirits to latch onto him. And he was being, he told me this, he's like, I was being woken up at 3.33 every single night for spirits to come and play with me and bother me and whatever. He's like, they're trying to get into your body. I'm like, no. So he completely like filled me up with fear And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, they're trying to weaken you. And what's crazy is that within that whole week that I let them into my house, I was getting weaker. I didn't have energy to train. I didn't have energy to eat. So I was not eating. That's insane. So they weaken you to like, to to inhabit your vessel, which is a very real thing. Spiritual possession is real. So he's like, you need to get yourself a Bible. which is crazy. So this is what happened one night and I had no will to live anymore towards like the fifth day of these spirits entering into my home at three 33 in the morning, every night towards the fifth day, I was like, I think it was like 7 PM at night or something. And I got out of bed for the first time in like five days. And I was like, I have to get a Bible. So I live in like NDG in Montreal and there's like a bookstore and I walked down 10 minutes to go get a book the bookstore and I go get a Bible. There's only two people in this whole bookstore and they're standing near the Bible section, near the spirituality and Bible section. 
And I go up and I have no makeup on. I look disgusting and gaunt. Like I was, I'm fighting a spiritual battle for five days. And I go up to them and I'm like, excuse me. And they're like, oh, you know, Christians are so like joyful and like they always want to help, which is crazy. And I'm like, excuse me, I'm just trying to get a Bible. And they're like, oh, is it your first Bible? <laughs> so crazy. I'm the like, second one's the best. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's my first Bible. So then they're like, oh, what, what, are, you, what are you going through? Like, they're so open, right? It's so crazy to meet people like that in this world because everyone's like focused on their phone. Everyone's like, my own life, my own life. They didn't even, they weren't even holding phones. Like they were just there standing in front of the Bible section. That's divine. Waiting for you. Yes, that's divine intervention. Like I got up for 10 minutes out of my house that whole five days to get a Bible and they were there. Those Christians were there, just two Christians. So I was telling them that I was like under demonic attack, <laughs> straight up, like, and they were like, okay, can we pray for you? And they put their arm on my shoulder. I felt instantly better. And then they told me, um, they gave me, I guess, their card or they gave me something. I had my phone. They gave me their phone number. They're like, we have a city group where we meet every two weeks. You're more than welcome to come and join it and let us know what's happening. And it's been a year that I'm in contact with these people. They changed my life. They helped me heal. And I think what you need when you're going through that kind of stuff is to not feel alone. And whenever people are going through like spiritual warfare, they think it's all in their head. Um, they think they're going crazy because society's like, that's not, that's, that's not real. Like, no, don't worry. So then they're like, oh my God. Then they judge themselves. And coming from myself, that's what the spirits want. The spirits want you to judge yourself. They want um, to fill you, you even up. More. They want to fill you up with fear. They want you to feel like you're not, like you're alone. They want you to feel like you're alone. And you have a powerful vessel. So they want to, mm -hmm. they so, want to milk it for all it's worth. Exactly. And I had worked six years in CrossFit every single day to build up my body for that attack. Cause that attack almost took my life and it wasn't me. I love my life. I love being alive. Like I have never had those ideations, but you open the floodgates, but I opened the portal to accidentally. demons <laughs> accidentally without knowing what I was doing. And that happened. <laughs> so it's really intense. And it's a story that I'm telling publicly for the first time, but my TikTokers, like everyone on my TikTok knows that I'm like extremely spiritual. I've helped them with darkness before. And because I'm open to that energy, you should see the messages that I receive. Oh my God, this crazy thing happened. Um, I was attacked by whatever. Like they're showing me that, yeah, they're living in the same reality. So it's incredible when you open up to people, how you get exactly what you need to heal. So how I opened up to people, they're like, you helped me stay alive because I thought I was alone in this. And yeah, being vulnerable is everything. Because then you're, you're voicing something that is, that is real, that, that, could, many, could that real. millions of people perhaps are experiencing and are too embarrassed to share. Exactly. But once you do that, you, you, you take away 80% of the weight. Exactly. And it's like, oh, there's a process here. Mm -hmm. Just like when you said it, when, when you were all fucked up for those five days, that person reached out and said, go get this Bible. And you went and then boom, these Divine. two, these two shepherds were waiting for you yes. and they delivered you the, yes. the good vibes that you needed. Yep. And, and would you say that that was the fifth dimension working in your favor? Because 100%, yeah. you didn't choose to bring that in, right? It happened by accident. So maybe it's like a, in the, in, in the game we're playing, it's just like, oh, she went down that rabbit hole. Let's, 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 let's direct her this way. Yeah. Because it, she doesn't deserve that. Exactly. You know? So the, the system, it's, so the, the fear of God thing is more, you get 
back what you give when you had the choice and you made a shit fucking move. This one was was just you going 200 miles an hour into something new without the proper, let's say, experience. But it's the only way. Yeah, it's the only way because now because I dealt with that darkness, I can help others through it. And they often say that the thing that you struggle with the most in life is going to be your biggest blessing. So struggling with psychic attacks, I do believe that our souls sign up for that here so that we can fulfill our life mission. Like I signed up for that psychic attack. Well, you're a beast. You have a a high threshold for disaster and pain and terrible things. You know what's crazy is I have a high threshold for my physical self, like CrossFit and stuff. And mentally, like I can get through a lot, like losing people, whatever. But the spiritual threshold, I never knew I was that strong until I had to fight that on the spiritual realm. That's like a whole other level. That's like the triangle of, of life, soul, body, and mind. But the soul... Man, when you like evolve your soul to fight anything, that's like a next level. I can't even explain it. Now I'm doing like a CrossFit workout and I'm like, my body could be dying. And I'm like, I, nothing could ever beat what I went through on the soul level. It's insane. It's crazy. And so it leveled you up for whatever the next adventure is. Absolutely. Which is the current adventure. And what's crazy is I remember being at the studio recording music and having like a really like a feeling of worry in me being like, am I able to take the hate of the world? Am I able for the whole world to hate me based on who I am? Cause that's what happens. Like when you put yourself out there, when you put your words out there, why would it, well, you why be- would anyone hate you? You become bigger and then you shine brighter. And the more light you give, the more darkness comes to you. That's just like a balance of the world. The more light you put off, you're like, sh- you're shedding light on people's demons. You're shedding light on their insecurities. So they're going to take it out on you. And I remember being in the studio being like, can I handle this? And after my psychic attacks, plural, I'm like, yes, I can handle anything on the physical realm now. Now that I've, my soul has gone through that on the, on the soul level. And what's crazy is because of that, now I can help other people going through the same thing on the soul level. So, so, so that mega challenge gave you that perspective that you needed to see that whatever pain you thought was your limit was not even close. It's not even close. And That's so, it. And so whatever can potentially happen, whatever people's garbage vibes they might send at you it Not even really close. <laughs> really means nothing yeah really means nothing and it's crazy because i know someone else who who went through like really intense darkness and he's shining so bright today i think he tried to commit suicide like three times and now he's like the strongest person i know and he's like helping lead so many people it's insane what conquering your darkness does because as low as you go is as high, high as, as you, you can, can go be. in the exactly. other in the other direction mm-hmm. and so that if if you can survive it then that's the gift that you have to give exactly and if you survive it you were always meant to or if that challenge yes. was given to you and then you were able to step up and suicide is a thing right so it's not that the people who go through suicide it's not that they were weak it's that that is also what i believe they signed up to do and when you, when you go through a spiritual awakening, you kind of realize that the soul is eternal. So they, they decided to kill themselves in this body to show up in another lifetime somewhere. So that's like the silver lining about having an immortal soul. We're all immortal, everlasting life. So and we never really die. We never really die. And once you start to under, you can only start to look at it and understand it once you've experienced things, seen things, grown. And once you start to talk about these things, because you say you don't bring it up with a lot of people, because yeah. you can't. You can't. It's, it's, I, the it's, only reason I'm able it's to way, talk. It's way, too, it's way too much, right? Out of it, this world. Because the in fifth the, dimension. Yeah, the fifth dimension. In the, in the comfortable world 
that we live in where everyone is pretty much self-medicating, whether it's with toxic relationships or food or drugs or booze or TV or whatever the fuck it is, people are in a constant state of, of zombification mm-hmm. where, where personal development and conscious development is just non-existent. And you can't throw, they're, they're almost like cattle, really. And you, you, you can just hope that perhaps something happens and, and they can grow, but you have to find these people to have these conversations with. And I know based on, on your social media and, you know, your TikTok and Instagram, what you're all about. So I figure you'd be perfect mm-hmm. on this show. And the person who told me to follow you initially, which was less than a year ago, was a guy named Dan Durbano. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, oh, I was, wow. I was recording with him and we were talking about, you know, all kinds of spiritual stuff and consciousness and all that oh, good wow. stuff. And he's like, you should fall went back when your name was Fiona. Oh my god! He's like, that's why I was. Just, I wasn't just like a pervy creeper. Well, no, but some people follow just like. Oh yeah, I don't of course. Even know how via the hashtags. Creep. A pervy creeper. Well, I am kind of, <laughs> but not that much. You know. That's so funny. And yeah, he uh, he said, yeah, you should uh, you should follow Fiona. She's great, and she has a podcast. And that's so interesting. I think he had just been on your podcast or mm-hmm. something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's the one. And how did you know him? I've known him since high school. So you guys are the same age. How old are you? He's a year younger than me. How old are you? 33. Okay. Yeah. Sick. 33. 33. Yeah, the numbers. The angel numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he, intru- he he said, yeah, go follow her. And then, and it was, bo- and it was before, I think it was before, well, obviously it was, be- it was before the TikTok. Yeah, before TikTok. Because you were on TikTok and then you like started aligning yourself with like the what 5D I wanted to and all that stuff. And it's just like, boom. Started blowing up. You're like 115,000 followers and climbing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's just all that to say is that there's people resonating with what you're saying. That's it. And I love the way you blend the dances of the day and these crazy fucking savage dances, but with but with good vibe stuff. So it's like not only can she hit these fucking moves and look great doing it. Thank but you. she can deliver some good vibes. Consciousness. Yeah, and you hit like you like point form, like numbers. You gotta <laughs> yeah. do this and you gotta do that. And you're like, and then you gotta do that. <laughs> and 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 it's the whole thing and, and it's consistent because it's yeah. not like just one video, then you go on your TikTok and the whole fucking thing. Mm-hmm. So how many TikTok videos do you post per day? Uh well, sometimes obviously I have to ride the wave of like where I'm at, right? Totally. You always have to do that. Um, because you don't want to be posting when you're not in the right vibe. If you're posting when you're not in the right vibe, people can feel that you end up like losing engagement. It's terrible. Yeah. So I feel pretty good most of the week. So I would say like two times a day, six days a week. Very cool. And you do your lives, your, your songwriting class. Yeah, my songwriting. I've stopped that a little bit because, um, a lot of people on my page, like are very spiritual and they have spiritual questions. So I stopped that for a little bit, but I'm going to get back into it. My soul is calling out to music again. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that for people. Yeah. All right. So in music now, because, because yeah. this yeah, all, yeah, this yeah. all works because I, I love to read business books and branding books and marketing because as natural of a free spirit that I am, I, I, I like to, to learn and, and use applicable things so that I can do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so by you building this, this TikTok and Instagram based on spirituality, you're projecting your voice, your personality. And that's really what artists, great artists have. People understand who they are. Yes. Right? Whether you like the artist or don't like the artist, they are boldly themselves. A hundred percent. And All you can be. And it's very difficult 
to cut through purely on music because it's it's just more difficult to 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 be in in people's faces enough so they know who you are. Exactly. That's why social media is so great if you have if you have the the boldness to be yourself. Yeah. And be consistent whether it's on TikTok or YouTube or podcast whatever the fuck. But that's going to all guide people to your, your music. Your brand. To your it doesn't yeah. mean you're going to get 100% conversion rate. That's ludicrous. Yeah. You know 100 100% of people who see a commercial on TV don't buy that product. Exactly. 1%, 2% is fantastic. And that's and that's the way it works and that's that wasn't purely my reason for starting the podcast is that I needed to incorporate something into my routine that was very high vibe that would make me excited, that would make me look forward to something. But I also know that there's there's no way that they can exist independently as well, and that there's there's it's just it's just gonna get the vibe out into the open, and all that to say is more people are gonna hear your music because of how bold you are. My thing is like, what do people? What is the reason why people invest in you? It's because you have changed their lives individually, individually or independently. Like right now you're changing my life somewhat by giving me your vibration in real time. This is going to stay with me. This is a memory that's going to stay with me for my whole life, right? This is like creating your brand more than um, posting a picture on Instagram. Like, yeah, you're still in my life that way. It's cool. I see a, a photo of you, but it's very distant. It's not like, look, we're creating conversations that can impact us now throughout my day later can on. impact us you can, and other people. And, on, and other people, but I think it really comes down to like, why are people going to be invested in you? It's if you change their lives. So if, if music is not a thing for me in 30 years, then people whose lives I changed during their awakenings, they're going to remember me forever because I played a vital role in helping them survive, you know? Exactly. Just like that guy who saved my life when I went through entering the spirits. He, he's always going to be on my mind forever because if it weren't for him, I don't know if I'd be alive today. And you'll never forget and I'll him. I'll never forget him because of that, that one. And I, I met him twice. Like he, he was a social media friend, but because he told me to get a Bible on that specific night and I met those people and everything, everything happened. Connected. I'll never forget him. So it's like, what is one thing that you can do for someone to completely change their lives where they will be invested in you forever because you, you help them. Exactly. And, and, and it's about doing that in a, in a pure, a pure way. And that's really all, all you can do. And whether it's, you know, your, your TikTok is getting the leads, yeah. you know, it, it's, it's getting the people in, it's get, it's, it's, it's introducing the world to who you are. Yeah. I think it's much harder to do on Instagram because it's just that photo and you, it's you, so hard. It's so difficult because it's also just like so distant and not like you don't see a vibe, you see a picture yeah. You see like a picture, but TikTok, you feel the energy of the person. You see their facial expressions. You know exactly, you can read their soul based on like what they're doing, you know? Yeah. It's very I see, different. I see Instagram more of like a highlight reel of what you do in the other places. Oh yeah. You know? And it and it's so crowded and it's so tough. And YouTube, you can you can learn how who people are. And you yeah. can you can deliver value through that because it's just long form TikTok, yeah. really. Yeah. Exactly. And it's just like how, whatever way, because that's part of the 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 artistry or the creativity of how to get yourself known or how to get your message out there is you got to figure out how to cut through. And really, I think the secret sauce here is just be yourself 
as much as you can. Yeah. As as hard as possible because then that that clicks through because as soon as you start putting all these filters, oh I got to be a little this, I got a little be I got to be a little that, a little yeah. that, you become nothing. So you cut through nothing, you speak you to no one. You become diluted. You're completely diluted. You're like take it like you know when you pee in the pool and they say exactly. like it turns what yeah, some yeah, color. Yeah, yeah. If you pee in the ocean, it's going to do nothing. Exactly. And that's what it is if you're trying to be too cool. Or you're, you're trying to follow the trends, oh. which is ironic because that's what you have to do on TikTok, but you put your own little spice in Yeah, it. but you spice it up because you Trojan horse them. You say, yeah, you want to see this dance, but now you're going to see some spiritual stuff. But it's what's like, cool Whoa. is you put the lyrics on the dance. And so people often tell me like, oh, I watch your dance numerous times, twice to watch the dance and then twice to read the lyrics. So then that's triggering the algorithm because they're just putting it on repeat, on repeat. Exactly. They see the lyrics and they see the dance. So that's really cool. So you put the lyrics of the songs? No, no, no. I put lyrics of like what I want to say. So like oh, the, yeah, the yeah. Ca- closed captioning, what I mean. So yeah, yeah. let's say that I'm going to do a video, just me dancing to something super hype. I kind of try to talk about what the song is talking about. So let's say that I'm talking about like um, a confident, let's say... Um, that Demi Lovato song. What's wrong with being, what's wrong with being confident? Oh, oh. And then I'm doing a dance to that. Well, then my closed captioning will be like, um, five signs of a really confident person or, uh, five signs you are lacking major confidence. Right. So then it's like the dance, but everything is cohesive. It's like a whole product. That is art to me. It's art. That, that is art because you're, you're combining multiple everything. things to, and people don't know why they're so engaged, but it's because every component fits into the whole packaging. Yeah. And I do that. You're like, you're like the Linkin Park of TikTok. <laughs> Linkin Park, they put electronic beats with rock I got, I got, and I heavy love. guitars and rap. It. Mm. And then what you're doing is you're taking TikTok dances and you're taking the popular songs and then you're throwing your meanings on how they could be helpful based on the songs and you're getting the eye candy from you, but you're mm-hmm. getting the spiritual candy from your words. Exactly. That is masterful art. And that's right? why you're seeing success. That's it. That's so it. tell me I'm about trying. this YouTube channel. So I just started this spiritual YouTube because I kind of want I want to like let myself talk kind of like this. And for TikTok, you're limited to that one minute video. So I often plan out what I'm going to say for that minute. I like write it out in my notepad so that I can be concise and hit all the points that I want. I say it. It's very, it's like catered. It's like all planned, right? But YouTube, I want points, bullet form points that I can follow that I can just let myself go on tangents with so that people can really see my personality. They can hear my tangential thoughts because oftentimes that's where the gold mines happen is not what it's, yeah, it's in the peaks and valleys of that one thought. That's where like people are like, hold up. What did she just say on that random rant? That is what I want for the YouTube. That's really what I want. Like my TikTok, but long form. So it's called- I love that. It makes total sense. It's called angelic aura angelic aura and it's funny because someone was like what was your intention behind creating this so i already have a youtube channel called aura vibe and that's where i post all my music stuff which is like consistent with my other social media platforms which is aura vibe but my my new spiritual youtube is called angelic aura um a-n-g-e-l-i-c-a-u-r-a that's 11 letters Oh, was that by accident? No, very intentional. I could have called it angel aura. So I called it angelic aura because 11 is a master number and it's going to 
reel in great success. So that was the intention behind that name. And it's perfect because my favorite um, compliment is when people are like, wow, you're an angel sent to me. I'm like, oh, I love that. I literally love that because I feel like I often get divine messages to send to others. So when they're like, oh my God, you're an angel. I'm like, oh, I love that. So angelic aura, that's what it's called. Check it out. I fucking love it. So how long has it been live now? This will be this will this like the pod- second day. That's the second day. Well, the podcast is going to be out in a in a few probably a few weeks, weeks because yeah, because yeah, I'm doing one a week. Yeah, exactly. But by the time by the time that time comes, this channel will have your channel well, will have blown up. Well, maybe not blown up because I'm just I, I'm not sure how much I'm going to post on it. Um, I have a lot that I want to say. I want to talk a lot about like manifestation, light work. I want to talk about the moon. I want to talk about like women menstruating at the same time as the moon. That's like a next level stuff. Like there's a lot of cool witchy things and I want to talk about it all. People want to hear it. And you have a a great charisma and personality. You look great. The whole, the whole thing works. So I'm very excited for you. And and I think it's the, the, the necessary next step after the TikTok. I think so too. Because that's what was difficult for me on the TikTok is the scripted stuff. That's it. If it's overly scripted for me, that's that's you're that, acting. Yeah, and I'm a shit actor. Exactly. I yeah, I wear a weird suit, but I rather the, just vibe and be in the moment and mm-hmm. figure that out. And that's why, like for studio, sometimes I'll be prepared, sometimes not prepared. But when I show up, I'm present, and that's all I care about. Exactly. If I'm present, magic happens. If I know I'm gonna have a podcast, I'm gonna be present. Magic happens. Mm-hmm. But if it's too constricted, like I have a, I have questions for you, and we're gonna hit this point, and then that point, and then I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, wait, you can't say that. And then, yeah, exactly. Then that's that's fuckery. So it's a, it's it's like discipline and consistency, but with open playing field. Yeah, that's what I want, man. So post one video a week. Yeah, I'm gonna post one video a week, but I also want to focus on my music. I want to focus on like. Um, being really creative with my songwriting and trying to find like a good videographer who can create amazing videos. Cause that's, you asked me once on, when we were chatting on social media, you're like, what's the goal? What's like your dream life? And I was like, I feel like I'm already living it. Just, I want to put out more music videos. That's what I want. I just want to put out more music videos that last forever, that people can think, question their lives, question their realities and connect to. That's what I want. And then obviously eventually go on tour and stuff and like create these amazing sets of like masterpiece uh, theater and everything. Yeah. Isn't that the dream? It's a dream, dude. Because you connect with them on stage. You feel their vibe. It's incredible. You're siphoning their energy. No, I'm kidding. Well, you're giving and taking. It's this (laughs) beautiful transmutation of epicness. And uh, I have have a videographer that I can talk to about after. Yeah. Oh, 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 thank yeah, you. See, you said it. Oh. You said it. Come on. Thank you. You know, I'm always making videos, so. Okay, yeah. Mm. Yes. So, uh, so yeah, I'll let you know. Okay. So what are the songs about? What do you write about? Like, what's your, is there is there a consistent theme? Because obviously, I know who you are as a person. I'm figuring it out. Yeah. Is it, is it, um, is it literal in your music? Is it more open? Yeah, I think that. With this next project that I'm working on, you could say it's kind of getting into um, steps that a person can follow when they go on the spiritual path. When you go on the spiritual path, there are a lot of hidden truths that are kind of waiting for you like ambushes, waiting to see um, how strong you are. And that's actually something about the spiritual path. When 
when you go on it, you're tested by the spiritual realm to see your threshold of what you can handle, what you're ready for, what you're not ready for. And I think that this next album is going to be about the threshold. Okay. So it's always my, my motto in life is meeting your darkness so you can find your light. So the darker you can get within yourself, the more you're going to be able to conquer your life. So the threshold is like how close to the cliff can you get? Because the further, the closer you get to that cliff, the more you learn about yourself and the more you can come back and like shine. Yeah. But sometimes when you jump off that cliff, you realize that what's waiting for you on the other side of fear is bliss. Kind of like when you open that vortex. Hmm. It changed my life forever. But it, it showed so, so me, yeah. It showed you that it was necessary. Yeah, that's what's crazy. You were ready for it and you needed it. Yeah, it was insane. And boom, you were led to one place. Like literally the reason why we're having this conversation is because I opened the portal. Because you would not know me as a spiritual being had I never opened that portal. Oh yeah, and maybe <laughs> I never... I never would have been, Dan would have never even asked me to go exactly. check out your profile. Because we spoke on Dan and I's podcast, we spoke about spirituality. So that's the reason why he referred me to you. Yeah. spirituality. And at that time, I wasn't talking about anything of, of the fifth dimension. My music brand had nothing to do with my my philosophy or thoughts or like they were, it was a separate thing. Like I always had this, I wanted to write a book on, on the fifth dimension and the GPS and all that shit and all the great stuff. But I realized that the music could not ever cut through without that personality combined with it. And so old Mick went off into another dimension Mm. and then Misho, which is what my mom calls me is the new I don't know, time traveler dude who's bold about his stuff. Who's It's as fun and light as you want to get and we can get as deep and yeah. introspective as you want to get to. That's funny because I was there for you when you changed your, when you changed your name. Yeah. And that's insane. You saw it. How long ago was that? Um, March. Okay, so it hasn't been that long. February or March, yeah. It wasn't that long. It's not even a year. Nope. Okay. Okay, okay. Crazy. Yeah, and I, I, it just... It's like a new brand, a new thing. I wanted the track suits. I want. I wanted to cut through because I want to give this all that I've got. Yeah. If I just dress like a normal, random person, you know, a jean jacket, black jeans, yeah, backwards hat. What am I? Not a time traveler. That's not for a sure. fucking time. I'm. I'm everyone else. <laughs> yep. But if I can, you know, put on my my wacky suit, talk about the the fifth dimension and the, yeah. the power of the subconscious mind, and that we are vessels. What you wear is everything. People think like a lot of people think that what you wear is being superficial. I literally look at it as an expression of your spirit. And what's crazy is when I was really heavy, like (laughs) into drugs and alcohol and stuff, I was expressing my spirit so much outwardly with like funky colors, crazy earrings, wild makeup. And now I'm a little bit more tame, but that's because I'm not, I'm like super sober, (laughs) you know? So like I'm, I'm stepping into my sober self. And also I'm using my logical mind a lot more with like this spirituality, planning out videos and stuff when I'm like using my right brain and I'm heavy into music, I don't even need to be on drugs or alcohol or anything. When I'm just heavily using my creativity, I find myself expressing myself more spiritually with my appearance, with my appearance. So it's crazy. So do you say that when you were less yourself, 
you had to show who you were more. When I was less myself. Right? So when you were partying and you were, I guess you said, bigger? No, it's when I was more... Um, when you were not creative, when I was more creative, like right now in life, I'm noticing that I'm very structured with what I wear. I have like a very particular way of getting dressed. I like my little crop top shirts with my tight Lululemons. That's because when I wear tight clothes, I'm in like work mode. I feel like compressed and I feel like ready to go. And it's interesting how like my, my physical appearance why am I not saying that word weird? My physical appearance reflects what I'm going through in life. And I'm very logical and like to the point right now in life that, yeah, it's manifesting physically. Whereas like last year when I was heavily into music and producing an album, I had pink hair. I was wearing crazy outfits and I was just heavy in that creation mode. And that's how it was manifesting on my physical being. So right now I'm in like work mode okay, and I'm so, just like tight clothes. So you're like G.I. Jane. Exactly. That's Re literally how it is. Ready to rock. You can tell like where I'm at in life based on what I'm wearing. It's crazy. Okay. But you too, like everyone, what you're wearing reflects how you're feeling. That's why I literally just posted something on TikTok today. I was like, look good, feel good, perform good. That's known, especially in the athletic community. I'm never going to show up to the gym in like my worst pair of shorts and my terrible BS t-shirt. Never. I'm going to perform like crap. I'm going to wear my beautiful sports bra with my tight shorts or tight leggings. And I'm going to PR. I'm going to set a personal record. And you want to, because you got to feel great. Mm -hmm. And we all, we all have our uniform. We all, everyone wears a uniform. So if someone asks me, oh yeah, why you wear a uniform? Do you think that you don't wear a uniform? Yes, my dude, you are. You and your whole crew dress the same. I don't know if uh, you don't think that's a uniform, but in my books, that is a uniform. That yeah. is the crew that you belong to. And I'm just choosing to create my own crew. And I know that if 1% of people think about this stuff in the world, that's like 7.5 or uh, 75 million to 80 million people. That's yeah. a shitload of people. That's just 1%. And yeah. they say, oh, no one's like me. Because that's the purpose of this podcast too. And the TikTok and all that stuff is a lot of us feel like, how do we connect with people? Are there other people out there who think like me, just like you were saying? And yes. Yeah. But you just got to like raise the flag and, and say it. Yeah. And then people will be like, oh yeah, makes sense. And one of the best ways to heal is to express yourself. And when I had gone through those five days of like torture, I was living in such guilt and shame and fear of like not being able to tell my story. And then sooner or later, I would put out little spiritual posts on TikTok and people would be like, yo, you go through this, I go through this. And then it would give me confidence to share more of myself, more of my story. Cause I'm like, damn, okay, I need to speak up about this. People need to hear about it. I wouldn't just speak up about it for wrong intentions. Like, oh, wanting clout, wanting to get noticed, wanting whatever recognition. Like, no, my intention is that, okay, I'm being vulnerable here but it's to save your life so that when you see shit or if it ever happens to you, you're like, oh no, Aura's, Aura's gone through that. She sees spirits. It's like a normal thing. And it's like, oh my God, it's like spiritual gifts. When you're ready for these spiritual gifts, if you're like, if you ask God, if you're like, yeah, I'm ready for it. What do you think is going to happen? My friend, you're going to see spirits. Like whatever you're ready for is going to happen. You will get. You will get. So what, yeah, it's crazy that when you open yourself up to that and you express yourself, not only are you healing, but it's symbiotic because others are healing based on you healing. It's you're so helping beautiful. the whole organism. It's the so human beautiful. race is like this massive uh, organism and, so and you're just, 
by sharing what you've gone through, you can help so many people and you can alleviate their potential agony and save them tons of time. Yes. You can allow them to time travel. Yes. Because you're, you've, you've done it and you're like, well, I did it. You don't need to do this too. Well, you don't need to do that exact same path. You can, you know, yeah. maybe, uh, and some people will do it anyway because they need to yeah. learn. Yeah, of they course. I feel like a lot of people have told me things in life that I should have anyway. followed and I, and I just didn't. I'm like, now. Now, now I get it. Now I get it. But, you know, my thick head. You had to go through it had to, to get here or else yeah. you wouldn't be. Yeah, you wouldn't be you. Wouldn't be here. Time traveling, doing my thing. Exactly. That's right, Aura. I think that uh, we should end this podcast on a high note. Let's do it. And it's been a high note. Let's do it. It's been a real high note. So where can people find you, Aura? Yeah, of course. So what up, fam? You can find me anywhere on social media. You can find me on Facebook. I don't really use Facebook often. Instagram, TikTok is obviously my number one. What are the handles? And it's all Aura Vibin. So YouTube for my music covers, everything is Aura Vibin. The only thing that's different is my spiritual YouTube channel, which is Angelic Aura. Angelic Aura. Mm-hmm. It's, it sounds 11, so nice. 11, 11. 11, 11, 11. Angelic Aura. Angelic Aura. So that's, uh, and your YouTube channel, the Angelic Aura, just started. It just started like two days ago, yeah. That is wonderful. So thank you very much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I just want to say this whole setup has been so cool. It smells so good in here. The background is so awesome. The coffee before the podcast, the photo shoot before the podcast. The t-shirt that you're getting. The t-shirt. This is a whole experience, man. Well, yeah, because I'm bringing you into the fifth dimension. I feel it. You took the elevator to level infinity. I love that too. Oh yeah, you had to take an elevator up. Well, I had to take the stairs up to this room. Absolutely. And the room is freaking purple, which is the color of the divine. Is it? Yes. Oh, I didn't know. Well, wow. That's your divinity speaking. I guess. I'm just just flowing. Mm -hmm. I'm just flowing. That's awesome. All right. So the only things uh, I have to pitch at the end are, uh, whoa, that's a, that is a child out there, but that's okay. So um, this is a fun, uh, a fun little sponsorship I have, Smoke Show Hot Sauce. Oh yeah. Promo code MISHO. And if you're hearing this, this means that I should stop now, but uh, there's a little baby scream, but who cares? <laughs> hot sauce. Yeah. Hot sauce. It's going to make you scream. So <laughs> MISHO. If you if you if you like the podcast and you want to help it grow, then what you can do is leave you know a comment, uh, leave a rating, you know, uh, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff because it helps the algorithm mm-hmm. spread more vibes. So you will be directly assisting in spreading that, spreading those good vibes. So those thirty five third party third party vibes you can you can save and ship to everyone. So that's a beautiful thing. Anything else? Well, it's November, so Christmas in space is out. Christmas in Space is a song that I recorded last year, and it's an insane track. Ooh. Insane. Ooh. So Christmas in Space is out. And other than that, fellow time travelers, I think that we uh, dove deep into the fifth dimension today, maybe further than we've ever gone. And my lovely guest, Aura, has been fantastic. So thank you very much for hanging out. Thank you for having me. You were lovely. It's a pleasure to meet you in the 3D. In the flesh. In the flesh. I think 3D and 5D. Yeah. And... Uh, Perhaps, uh, you know, perhaps you'll come, by, come back on the show sometime. I shall. Amazing. Most definitely. Well, thank you for hanging out. Thanks and for uh, me. we're going to wrap this up now. Okay. See you later, fellow time travelers. Bye.